हरे कृष्णा वेलकम टू दिस एपिसोड स्पेशल एपिसोड ऑफ वामन द्वादशी 2020 सो टुडे विल बी लर्निंग 12 लेसन्स फ्रॉम वामन लीला फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम एथ कांटो दिस इज ऑल फ्रॉम द एथ कांटो बट वी डोंट हैव टाइम टू गो थ्रू द होल स्टोरी बिकॉज विल टेक अ फ्यू फ्यू सेशंस टू कंप्लीट द होल लीला बट वी विल टेक सम की टेकअवेज we will learn some key takeaways today about 12 lessons from the vaman lila <coughs> om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om agyanate mirandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थन भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाति स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोश्री युतपदकमल श्रीगुरुन्वैष्णवाश्चरूप सागृजात सह गणरघुनाथन्वितम तम सजीव साइत सवधूत परिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्यदेवराधाकृष्णपादगणलिताशाखान्ता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाधाकामोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाछाकलतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नम ओं विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदातस्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातरिणे जय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ऑल्सो चैंड भागवतम प्रेयर्स बिकॉज वी रीडिंग फ्रॉम द श्रीमद भागवतम I hope many of you know the prayers already, but for those of you who do not know, Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chayvanarottamam Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Mudirayet Nashta Prayeshva Bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavat Sevaya Bhagavat Yuttam Ashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishthiki. Before reciting the Shrimad Bhagavatam, which is the very means of conquest. one should offer respectful obeisances unto the personality of godhead narayana unto naranarayan rishi the supermost human being unto mother saraswati the goddess of learning and unto shrila vyasadev the author by regular attendance in the classes on bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service unto the personality of godhead whose praise with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact <clears throat> So today is a very special day, very uh, important 
pastime. Today is Vamana Dvadashi, the appearance day of Lord Vamana Dev, the fifth of the Dashavatar, the fifth incarnation. So, of course, as we have already learnt from the past few sessions of Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is no end to the number of avatars. But um, in the Dashavatar, the ten incarnations also are just <laughs> just the ten incarnations, but actually there are millions of incarnations. Just ten are, are chosen out of them. So, in that way, um, we cannot actually count the number of avatars. But in the Dashavatar, uh, Vamanadeva is the fifth avatar. And very nice lessons to learn. Of course, there are so many, but we are just um, condensing it to 12. And then I think we have a bonus one at the end, the 13th. So, we'll just go uh, and read the story. Not the whole verses and everything, just the summary of the chapters. Um, okay, let me just take it out. This is actually in the 8th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. See here, this is the Srimad Bhagavatam, canto 8, chapter 15. Bali Maharaj conquers the heavenly planets. So there was a war between the Devas and the Asuras. In fact, when I was reading the description of the war here, it was so great. I mean, this was, I mean, when I was reading the Bhagavatam for the first time, many years ago, when I was reading this, wow, this, the magnitude of the war is unimaginable. It was just unimaginable. I mean, the Kurukshetra war or even Ram and Ravan, it's so great. But the scale of the war between the Devas and the Asuras was just unimaginable. And um, Bali Maharaj actually defeated Indra in that war. The numbers of the armies, I mean, it's, it's just beyond all uh, comparison. In, in fact, even Ramayana, the number of monkeys that were there was 10 to the power of 72 monkeys. I mean, like 1 million means 1 followed by 6 zeros. That's 1 million. 1 billion is 1 followed by 9 zeros. 1 trillion is 1 followed by 12 zeros. But this was 1 followed by 72 zeros. Just <laughs> that, many, that many monkeys were there in the kingdom of Lord Ram. I mean in the, in the army of Lord Ram that fought the Ravana army. So even that scale is just way beyond our comprehension. But even this, but we unfortunately don't have the time uh, to go through the, all the details of this pastime. Otherwise, I would have done a series on Vaman Leela, just like we did for Narsimha Leela. Um, maybe one day we'll do it because now there is a lot of service uh, seva. So I cannot, cannot do it every day. But we will take, um, because today is Vamanadvadashi, we will go through some key lessons that we can learn from Vaman Leela. So, anyway, we will just go through the summaries. This is a summary of this chapter. So, it will not be the full detail, but we can get an idea of the whole thing. So, after we read the summary, then we will go through these um, key takeaways. 
this chapter so we're reading from 8th canto 15th chapter mahala uh, bali maharaj conquers the heavenly planets this chapter describes how bali after performing the vishvajit yagna received the benediction of a chariot and various kinds of paraphernalia for war with which he attacked the king of heaven all the demigods being afraid of him left the heavenly planets and went away following the instructions of their guru <laughs> see how he was not just you know like a coward you know he was such a great warrior that indra and all the demigods left usually demigods they never they will never accept defeat when this when they desire to do something nothing can stop it but bali maharaj was so powerful that he drove away the demigods by his power in fact bali maharaj is the grandson of prahlad maharaj prahlad maharaj prahlad maharaj son was virochana and virochana son was bali maharaj maharaj parikshit wanted to understand how lord vamanadev on the plea of taking 3 paces of land from bali maharaj took everything away from him and arrested him so this whole vamana leela was being narrated by shukadev goswami to parikshit maharaj remember the whole bhagavatam is shukadev goswami speaking to parikshit maharaj so parikshit maharaj wanted to know how how come the lord um, you know <coughs> said that he will take 3 steps of land and how did he take away everything from him and arrested him so shukadev goswami responded to this inquiry with the following explanation in the fight between the demons and the demigods as described in the 11th chapter of this canto so this is the 15th chapter the 11th chapter itself there is a fight the fight description is there bali was defeated and he died in the fight but by the grace of shukracharya he regained his life see thus he engaged himself in the service of shukracharya his spiritual master okay now you see a very important point bali maharaj even died but shukracharya brought him back to life so powerful so how much he will be indebted to shukracharya right and he engaged in the service of shukracharya his spiritual master shukracharya is a spiritual master for the demons so the descendants of bhrigu being pleased with him engaged him in the vishvajit yagna when this yagna was performed from the fire of yagna came a chariot horses a flag a bow armor and two and two quivers of arrows so vishvajit you know what's the meaning of vishvajit vishva means the universe and jit means one who has conquered like meghnath the son of ravan was known as indrajit that means he won over indra he defeated indra so vishvajit means one who con- one who conquered the entire universe so vishvajit vishvajit yagna if one can perform then he can get the power to conquer the entire universe so when this yagna was performed by bali maharaj then all these came chariot horses um flag a bow armor and two quivers of arrows Maharaj Prahlad Bali Maharaj's grandfather gave Bali an eternal garland of flowers and Shukracharya gave him a conch shell Bali Maharaj after offering obeisances to Prahlad the brahmanas and his spiritual master Shukracharya equipped himself to fight with Indra and went to Indrapuri with his soldiers blowing his conch shell he attacked the outskirts of Indra's kingdom when Indra saw Bali Maharaj's prowess 
he went out sorry he went to his own spiritual master brahaspati told him about bali's strength and inquired about his duty because bali maharaj's strength the numbers of his army were un- uncountable innumerable there was no end it was like an ocean it was like an endless ocean of army ha brahaspati told him about bali's strength sorry indra told brahaspati about bali's strength and inquired about his duty brahaspati informed the demigods that because bali had been endowed with extraordinary power by the brahmanas the demigods could not fight with him important point the brahmanas are so powerful that when they bless someone even the devatas cannot do anything about it and if they curse someone the devatas cannot do anything about it so powerful were the brahmanas qualified brahmanas not <laughs> caste brahmanas are useless <coughs> I'll just tell you one small incident where I was uh, distributing books. This was like at least eight to nine years ago, almost a decade ago. Um, I was distributing books, um, and um, there was this one person who was seemingly from a Brahmin family, Indian, and uh, he he was very atheistic actually. He was not even interested in anything, and he was arguing moreover. So I also argued with him. You know, uh, of course, we defeated all his arguments. so he was very angry ah, you know. then his wife you know he was still going on he was still trying to you know fight but then his wife said come 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 let's go let's go we have to buy so many things shopping you know <laughs> because actually that was deepavali expo so deepavali is a you know national holiday here in singapore so you know they were doing shopping and for deepavali there there is this um, one month long uh, exhibition in that exhibition trade fair we also have a stall and many people have many stalls so we also have a stall there so i was distributing books there and um, and the wife said no no let's go let's go we have to buy so many things you know then he listened to his wife his wife was his guru basically But anyway he left then he was walking you know he was buying so many things and he was going in the another lane like here shops and lane walking lane and then shops and then walking lane and shops so it's just like a, a shop means it's just like 3 meters by 3 meters around so it's all small shops so it's all within one big tent you know like a pandal so even if you are on the other lane you can we all can i mean we can see everybody so from that lane you know he saw me then he was then he took out his brahmin thread you know you know he showed his brahmin thread like this and then he did like this he, he did like that something he shouted you know <laughs> so he was cursing me so uh, apparently he th- he's thinking you know his brahmanical prowess was so powerful that you know his curse would work but uh, <laughs> uh, that kind of unqualified rascal nonsense uh, idiots they they are not brahmanas <laughs> so their curses uh, their blessings won't work so one has to be powerful enough for his words to 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 manifest see so anyway these brahmanas were very very qualified by their Uh, tapasya so they blessed uh, bhrugumuni and the other brahmanas they blessed him and brahaspati said the demigods could not will not be able to fight with him their only hope was to gain the favor of the supreme personality of godhead indeed there was no alternative under the circumstances brahaspati advised the demigods to leave the heavenly planets and keep themselves somewhere invisible 
the demigods followed his orders and bali maharaj along with his associates gained the entire kingdom of indra the descendants of bhrugumuni being very affectionate to their disciple bali maharaj engaged him in performing 100 ashwamedha yagyas after the vishwajit yagya he went conquered the entire heavenly kingdom huh? and then he engaged him in performing 100 ashwamedha yagyas in this way bali bali enjoyed the opulences of the heavenly planets next so we're not going into all the details so we're just reading the summary as you can see here you see the summary and at the top there so that's what we are reading from every chapter as described in this chapter because aditi the mother of the demigods was very afflicted she could not see that her sons aditi is the mother of the adityas adityas means the demigods the sons of aditi are called adityas and the sons of diti are called daityas but both are wives of kashyapa muni <laughs> so both are actually cousins just like you know, pandavas and kauravas were both you know cousins so here also the, the devatas and the daityas and danavas danavas is who danu another wife of kashyapa so danu's sons are all danavas diti's sons are all daityas aditi's sons are all adityas so these daityas and danavas they always fight with adityas so it's just a family fight you know fully fighting just fighting always always uh, they have something uh, uh, some rivalry so just imagine not only on this earth even in the higher planetary systems these things are going on and uh, asuras are actually so powerful that they are just below the uh, devatas just below the devatas their power is their their power is so great they are not like ordinary human beings hmm. <clears throat> they have so many mystic powers and everything they are just below the level of devata i think let's go to that part where there's hierarchy of you know living entity so that you can get an idea of asuras of course everybody who's a non devotee he's an asura that is a general description but especially the asura category of um, living beings um, in the in the sense of uh, species they are just below the uh, devatas okay you see this is 5 5 21 and 22 okay rishabh dev is saying of the two energies this is the hierarchy of um, living entities so of the two energies manif- manifest spirit and dull matter beings possessing living force that is vegetables grass trees and plants are superior to dull matter that is stone earth etc superior to non moving plants and vegetables are worms and snakes which can move so those which can move are superior to those which cannot move understood superior to worms and snakes are animals that have developed intelligence superior to animals are human beings and superior to human beings are ghosts because they have no material bodies superior to ghosts are the gandharvas and superior to them are the siddhas superior to the siddhas are the kinnaras and superior to them are the asuras and bali, Ma- bali maharaj was one of them see superior to the asuras are the demigods the devatas and of the devatas the demigods indra the king of heaven is supreme huh? superior to indra are the direct sons of lord brahma sons like king daksha and supreme among Br- brahma's sons is lord shiva Since Lord Shiva is the son of Lord Brahma, Brahma is considered superior, but Brahma is also subordinate to me, the supreme personality of Godhead. Because I am inclined to the Brahmanas, the Brahmanas are the best of all. 
namo brahmanya devaya he he considers the brahmanas even higher than himself okay so now you know where the asuras stand just below the devatas in the in the in the category of species we're talking about not the category of mentality mentality asura means yeah anybody who's a, not a devotee he's an asura but as a species they are just below the devatas so they're very very powerful actually hmm? so as described in this chapter because aditi the mother of the demigods was very afflicted her sons all lost their home and became homeless beggars you know kings of king of heaven he became a homeless vagabond <laughs> bali maharaj reduced him to a vagabond so aditi was very afflicted her husband kashyapamuni told her how to observe vows in austerity for the benefit of her sons since the demigods were not visible in the heavenly kingdom their mother aditi because of separation from them was very much aggrieved one day after many many years not just days huh? many many years the great sage kashyapa emerged from a trance of meditation and returned to his ashram he saw that the ashram was no longer beautiful and that his wife was very morose see he was gone for meditation for years and his wife was there in the ashram you see his um, one one wife sons are all demigods one wife sons are all asuras and another are dhanavas but he is living in an ashram he is not like living in a big palace you know the grandfather i am the big grand grandfather here you know i am a big shot no he was just living in an ashram and he was meditating for many years he did not return and when he returned he saw that the ashram something wrong what is it oh then his aditi was you know not happy <clears throat> his wife was very morose everyone everywhere in the ashram he saw signs of lamentation the great sage therefore inquired from his wife about the well-being of the ashram and asked her why she looked so morose after aditi informed kashyapamuni about the ashram's well-being she told him that she was lamenting of her lamenting for the absence of her sons she then requested him to tell her how her sons could return and reoccupy their positions she wanted all good fortune for her sons moved by aditi's request kashyapamuni instructed her in the philosophy of self-realization the difference between matter and spirit and how to be unaffected by material loss but when he saw that aditi was not satisfied even after he had given these instructions he advised her to worship vasudev janardan <laughs> so women are basically are very much attached to family situation on one side diti you know um prayed i mean um, asked she wanted a son who can um, you know kill indra then um, of course the maruts came then they became friends of indra because of um, anyway that's another story by all altogether so the diti and aditi are both uh, co-wives fighting um, and then their sons their sons are fighting <laughs> so in this way it is going on so aditi was interested in her own sons well being how can they regain their kingdom she wanted some solution and he he explained to him about you know spiritual uh, realization about the signs of spiritual realization and he told her you know these are all just material things you know material loss and we should not be too much you know moved by this but she was not satisfied she agreed yeah but you know what you know my my sons <laughs> so women are very much uh, attached to their bodily situation the their family situation and all right you know then he said <clears throat> he advised her to worship vasudev he will help you 
he assured her that only Va- lord vasudev could satisfy her and fulfill all her desires when aditi then expressed her desire to worship lord vasudev ha uh, then he she agreed okay because okay you want this you know okay you worship vasudev vasudev will give you everything hmm? so she agreed then he told her how to worship <clears throat> when aditi then expressed her desire to worship lord vasudev prajapati kashyap told her about a process of worship known as payovrata which is executed in 12 days lord brahma had instructed him how to satisfy lord krishna by this process and thus he advised his wife to observe this vow and its regulative principles in fact the chapter um describes the full extent i mean full details of the payovrata process it is not a very easy process although 12 days it is not easy and um anyway we we are not going to don't some devotees are like that you know i'm not pointing to anyone here but <laughs> some stories you know they hear some far out thing and wow i want to do that you know so we are not for these things so our we are worshiping krishna we have to do that tapasya which is given to us by our spiritual master for aditi the spiritual master is her husband kashyap and what he told her he she will do but for us our spiritual master is shri prabhupada and what he um allotted to us what tapasya what what sadhana he has allotted to us we will do that mm-hmm. okay and anyway we cannot do anyway even if you try you cannot do this <laughs> not so easy so <clears throat> oh next chapter Eight seventeen summary. As explained in this chapter, the supreme personality of Godhead, being very pleased uh, by the payovrata ceremony performed by Aditi, appeared before her in full opulence. At her request, the Lord agreed to become her son. So, in the comment section, I see Rovan Rovan, who is just saying Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Please, please stop saying so many times. You can chant as many times, yes, but this comment section is for asking questions and asking something like that. so please kindly refrain from saying hari krishna so many times because it's just you know for other viewers also it will be a lot of distraction if you have questions if you have some comment if you have want to share something regarding this class please say otherwise please don't write so many times hari krishna one time is enough so at the at her request the lord agreed to become her son see the lord was actually satisfied huh? by uh, aditi's performance of payovrata ceremony and he request uh, upon her request the lord agreed to become her son so after doing the payovrata she wanted the lord the lord appeared before her in 12 days so how powerful this vrata is then um, um she said no you become my son and you know save my other sons so he said all right i will become your son after aditi performed the payovrata ceremony for 12 continuous days the lord who was certainly very pleased with her appeared before her with four hands and dressed in yellow garments as soon as aditi saw the supreme personality of god had present before her she immediately got up and with great ecstatic love for the lord she fell to the ground to offer respectful obeisances aditi's throat was choked because of ecstatic feelings and her entire body trembled with devotion although she wanted to offer suitable prayers to the lord she could not do anything and thus she remained silent for some time then feeling solace observing the beauty of the lord she offered her prayers the supreme personality of godhead the super soul of all living entities was, was very pleased with her and he agreed to become her son by incarnating as a plenary expansion he was already pleased 
by Kashyapa Muni's austerities and thus he agreed to become their son and maintain the demigods. After giving his word of honour to this effect, the Lord disappeared. Following the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Aditi engaged in the service of Kashyapa Muni, who could see by Samadhi that the Lord was within him and who thus placed his semen in the womb of Aditi. Lord Brahma, who is known as Hiranyagarbha, understood that the Supreme Personality of Godhead had entered Aditi's womb. Thus he offered prayers to the Lord. <clears throat> See, to produce a child who is the incarnation of God or a great devotee, one must do great uh, tapasya. Uh, it is not just, you know, as uh, Snugopal Prabhu many times said, <laughs> it's not just a matter of jumping into the bed and you know, getting a sadhu. Huh? <laughs> it's not like that. There's a lot of uh, devotion has to be there. Mm. The husband and wife both must be devotees and they must be devoted. And just like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he prayed for a ray of Vishnu. Um, and that's how Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur appeared. And he turned out to be such a pure devotee and great Mahajan. And he preached the whole Hare Krishna movement all over India and sent Prabhupada to America. Same. So, that is the process to properly do it. So, 8.18. Canto 8, Chapter 18, Summary. This chapter describes how Lord Vamanadev appeared and how he went to the sacrificial arena of, arena of Maharaj Bali, who received him well and fulfilled his desire by offering him benedictions. Lord Vamanadev appeared in this world from the womb of Aditi, completely equipped with conch shell, disc, club and lotus. His bodily hue was blackish and he was dressed in yellow garments. Lord Vishnu appeared at an auspicious move- moment on Shravana Dwadashi, which is today, when the Abhijit star had arisen. At that time, in all the three worlds, including the higher planetary system, outer space and this earth, all the demigods, the cows, the brahmanas and even the seasons were happy because of God's appearance. And today we have so many incarnations, so-called Bhagavan in India, and the whole world is afflicted with COVID and uh, everybody fighting like anything, like cats and dogs. Uh, this is not the sign of an avatar coming. Uh, when an avatar comes, this is the thing. Everything will be full of happiness. Hmm. Therefore, this auspicious day is called Vijaya. When the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who has a Sachidan in the body, appeared as, a, as the son of Kashyapa and Aditi, both of his parents were very astonished. After his appearance, the Lord assumed the form of a dwarf, Vamana. All the great sages expressed their jubilation and with Kashyapamuni before them, they performed the birthday ceremony of Lord Vamana. So the word Vamana in Sanskrit means dwarf. Just like Varaha means hog or pig. So the Lord, although takes this kind of forms, he is completely transcendental because he is not limited by the (laughs) <laughs> the limitations of such species or such you know body like even when he even when he came as varahadev he lifted the earth i mean which pig can lift the earth come on so this is um, the lord's greatness although he may take an animal even fish tortoise he the things that he can do nobody can do even the demigods of brahma also cannot do <laughs> Uh, 
at the time of lord vamanadev's sacred thread ceremony he was honored by the sun god brihaspati the goddess presiding over the planet earth the deity of the heavenly planets his mother lord brahma kuvera the seven rishis and others lord vamanadev then visited the sacrificial arena on the northern side of the narmada river at the field known as bhrugukachha where brahmanas of the bhrugu dynasty were performing yagyas wearing a belt made of munja straw an upper garment of deer skin and a sacred thread and carrying in his hands a, a danda an umbrella and a water pot kamandalu lord vamanadev appeared in the sacrificial arena of king maharaj bali because of his transcendently effulgent presence all the priests were diminished in their prowess see when the sages they are they look very effulgent you know very powerful all the big big sages were there in the sacrificial arena of bali maharaj but when vamanadev came his tejas was so bright and he was so uh, effulgent and um, full of tejas full of that aura that it completely diminished all the other sages so although he was a dwarf he dwarfed everybody else by his presence hmm. <clears throat> all the priests were diminished in their prowess and thus they all stood from their seats and offered prayers to lord vamanadev even lord shiva accepts on his head the ganges water generated from the toe of lord vamanadev just imagine therefore after washing the lord's feet bali maharaj immediately accepted the water from the lord's feet on his head and felt that he and his predecessors had certainly been glorified Then Bali Maharaj inquired of Lord Vamanadev's welfare and requested the Lord to ask him for money, jewels, or anything he might desire. Eight dot eighteen. Now eight dot nineteen. Summary. This nineteen chapter describes how Lord Vamanadev asked for three pieces of land in charity, how Bali Maharaj agreed to this to his proposal, and how Sukracharya forbade Bali Maharaj to fulfill Lord Vamanadev's request. Hmm. When Bali Maharaj, thinking Vamanadev to be the son of a Brahmana, told him to ask for anything he liked lord vamanadev praised hiranyakashipu and hiranyaksha for their heroic activities because he wanted to first glorify him. vamanadev was asked by bali maharaj what do you want because any brahmana when you performing these yagyas when these kings perform these yagyas actually he performed already 99 ashwamedha yagyas 100 ashwamedha yagya he was going to perform and if he can successfully perform this he will become the king of um i mean he's already the king of uh, heaven but it will establish his position so one a, a person can become an indra if he can perform 100 ashramedha yagyas there is a criterion to become indra so he was going to do this and if he can successfully do the 100th one that's it nobody can dispute his position as indra indra can never regain his kingdom so this was the last chance and during these uh, sacrificial performances now we do sometimes yagya for initiation it's very very small scale the yagyas that these kings used to do the wealth required for such yagyas you can't even imagine how much charity you have to give to the brahmanas how many everybody has to be pleased not a single person should be displeased and all the mantras must be correct uh, correctly chanted and the the brahmanas also who are chanting must have the tejas must have the power to do that everything has to be absolutely perfect only then they will be successful 
and 99 were successful already 101 going on and vamanadev came and bali maharaj had to give charity to vamanadev you see so that was the scene so when he asked vamanadev what do you want then first of all vamanadev before even asking he first glorified his dynasty bali maharaj's dynasty starting with even hiranyakashipu even though he was a demon because he was such a great um, you know uh, conqueror of the entire universe and of course confidentially he is the jayan vijay doorkeepers of the lord <laughs> and um, so he glorified them first oh you come from such a great family where your great grandfather hiranyakashipu and uh, hiranyaksha they conquered the entire universe and they were so powerful fighters and everything so vamadev praised hiranyakashipu and hiranyaksha for their heroic activities and after thus praising the family in which bali maharaj had been born he begged the king for 3 paces of land so bali maharaj agreed to give this land in charity since this was very insignificant so actually of course this is all summary as we as we know it's all summary but if you go to the detail of this part of the story is very very instructive part uh when we are looking at the lessons learned i mean the 12 lessons from this uh, leela then we will go through a little bit of that part because the lord actually asks three paces then bali maharaj is a little bit um come on i can give you the three worlds why are you asking this this three paces of land um you should not be asking like this this shows that you are not intelligent you know <laughs> in very very interesting conversation we will go through that when we learn the lessons okay so now we will just read this whole thing <clears throat> bali maharaj agreed to give this land in charity since this was very insignificant but shukracharya who could understand that vamanadev was vishnu shukracharya understood what was going on he was not a fool uh, who could understand that vamanadev was vishnu the friend of the demigods forbade bali maharaj to give this land shukracharya advised bali maharaj to withdraw his promise he explained that in subduing others in joking in responding to danger in acting for the welfare of others and so on one could refuse the full uh, one could refuse to fulfill one's promise and there would be no fault usually one's promise one should keep but when there is emergency situation then you you can refuse to fulfill your own promise and there will be no fault so don't you know don't be too worried about not keeping your promise or something like that it doesn't really matter you save yourself first By this philosophy Shukrasara tried to dissuade Bali Maharaj from giving land to Lord Vamanadev. This is 19th chapter, now 20th chapter summary. The summary of this 20th chapter is as follows. Despite his knowledge that Lord Vamanadev was cheating him, Bali Maharaj gave everything to the Lord in charity and thus the Lord extended his body and assumed a gigantic form as Lord Vishnu. So the Lord cheated him basically. That's why Jayadev Goswami composed a very nice uh, shloka in the Dashavatar Sutra. Chalaya sivikramane balimadbhuta vamana padanakhanirajanita janapavana keshavadhrita vamana rupa jai jagadish hare jai jagadish hare jai jagadish hare this is um, from the dashavatar sutra so chalayasi vikramane bhale madbhutavamana chalayasi chala means to cheat 
chalayasi vikramane so he is cheating the lord cheating is also so glorified so when the lord cheats it is good when we cheat will be punished will put behind bars for fraud so the lord was actually doing a fraud against bali maharaj but that is glorified chalayasi vikramane bali madbhuta vamana padanakha neerajanita janapavana padanakha means the 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 toe nails of the lord padanakha neerajanita janapavana so from the toe nails the ganga appeared because he when he put the second step on the and extended towards the sky he pierced the coverings of the universe now how thick the coverings of the universe are you know each layer 10 times bigger than the diameter i mean first layer is already 10 times bigger than the radius of the universe and then the next layer 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 times you know like i mean 10 times of the previous layer and then the next layer 10 times of the previous layer so like this Uh, how tight shell this universe is and he pierced the entire covering not only just to the corner of the sky or the edge of the sky but even right through the entire uh, coverings of the universe and the water from the causal ocean started dripping into the universe and that is ganga so that ganga he brought forth into this universe to purify janita janapavana so to purify the the souls of this world he brought the ganga down and that ganga because the force was too much and lord shiva had to hold it on his head and from his head it bounces off and then flows down as river not that ganga is coming from his head like a fountain no that is usually how it is shown but actually that's not the fact the thing is he is holding the force of the ganga on his head otherwise the, the but the force of ganga was so much that the entire universe will be dissolved into powder no <clears throat> like when you put a water jet and shoot at something you just break away into pieces into powder so like that the whole universe would have been become like that but lord shiva held that force and then the, the ganga became more <laughs> slow and you know then that's how ganga came down in all the planets of the universe this ganga river fo- flows and with different names i think it's called uh, mandakini in the heavenly planets uh, ganga here and bhogavati in the hellish planets it flows everywhere so bali maharaj gave everything to the lord in charity and thus the lord extended his body and assumed a gigantic form as lord vishnu after hearing the instructive advice of shukracharya bali maharaj became contemplative because it is the duty of a householder to maintain the principles of religion economic development and sense gratification bali maharaj thought it improper to withdraw his promise to the brahmachari to lie or fail to honor a promise given to a brahmachari is never proper for lying is the most sinful activity everyone should be afraid of the sinful reactions to lying for mother earth cannot even bear the weight of a sinful liar the spreading of a kingdom or empire is temporary but if there is no benefit for the general public such expansion has no value previously all the great kings and emperors expanded their kingdoms with a regard for the welfare of the people in general indeed while engaged in such activities for the benefit of the general public eminent men sometimes even sacrifice their lives it is said that one who is glorious in his activities is always living and never dies uh, what the exact words are um kirtir yasya sajivati kirtir yasya sajivati means who is actually famous he never dies because his fame will be you know throughout eternity 
and the best fame of all is to be known as a devotee like bali maharaj you see uh, now in this world also there are famous people who live beyond whose fame lives way beyond their lifetimes but nothing can beat such mahajans as bali maharaj millions of years ago this happened and still he is famous still we are today discussing about him this is real fame and the lord makes sure <laughs> that his fame will know will be known way into the distant future he will make his incarnation like vyasadev come and write about it so that we can today discuss this arrangement is not done for the demons the lord does not make any arrangements for whatever little bit history that's it you know that's it but from the vedas puranas we have information from way you know millions of years past this is real fame the lord makes sure that the fame of the devotee will never fade that's the glory of the lord hmm? <clears throat> it is said that one who is glorious in his activities is always living and never dies therefore fame should be the aim of life of course fame means not to become famous and you know famous nowadays fame means to please the public to give them what they want no here fame means to become a devotee real fame is that and to lay a very good example to to leave a very good example for the rest of the people to follow that is proper fame not to follow the people and please them no set an example for the people to follow hmm. become their leader not their follower see nowadays fame means name and fame means just like you know give the people what they want that means you are not a leader you are a follower of the people the people are your leader um, so this is not real thing real thing is the leader must be guiding the follower not a, not guided by the follower <clears throat> therefore fame should be the aim of life and even if one becomes poverty stricken for the sake of a good reputation that is not a loss you see even if one becomes poverty stricken for the sake of a good reputation that is not a loss one should not fear being becoming poverty stricken for the good cause hmm. bali maharaj thought that even if this brahmachari vamanadev were lord vishnu if the lord accepted his charity and then again arrested him Bali Maharaj would not envy him considering all these points Bali Maharaj finally gave in charity everything he possessed Lord Vamanadev then immediately extended himself into a universal body by the mercy of Lord Vamanadev Bali Maharaj <coughs> could see that the lord is all pervading and that everything rests in his body he saw the universal form virat roop Bali Maharaj could see Lord Vamanadev as the supreme Vishnu wearing a helmet yellow garments the mark of Srivatsa the Kaustubha jewel a flower garland and ornaments decorating his entire body the lord gradually covered the entire surface surface of the world and by extending his body he covered the entire sky huh? with his hands he covered all directions and with his second footstep he covered the entire upper planetary system therefore there was no vacant place where he could not where he could take his third footstep a21 summary this chapter describes how lord vishnu desiring to advertise the glories see lord vishnu desired to advertise the glories of bali maharaj arrested him for not fulfilling his promise in regard to the lord's third step <laughs> with the second step the supreme personality of god had reached the topmost planet of the universe brahmaloka which he diminished in beauty by the effulgence of effulgence of his toenails 
the beauty of brahmaloka which is again unimaginable if you read the fifth canto of shrimad bhagavatam you will get an understanding of what brahmaloka is or at least the the size of uh, brahma's court you know like every king has a court court room not court room what is it called the king's court that court is so big that is 100000 yojanas square and square that means 800000 miles time by 800000 miles i think that is uh, indra's brahma's was uh, there was no dimension it was so vast and it could change its shape every now and then which is just unimaginable the the beauty of brahma's place but even that beauty diminished was diminished by the beauty of uh, by the fulsence of lord vamanadev's toenails hmm. thus lord brahma accompanied by great sages like marichi and the predominating deities of the of all the higher planets offered humble prayers and worship to the lord they washed the lord's feet and worshiped him with all paraphernalia riksharaj jambavan played his bugle to vibrate the glories of the lord when bali maharaj was deprived of all his possessions the demons were very angry see although bali maharaj warned them not to do so they took up weapons against lord vishnu all of them were defeated however by lord by lord vishnu's eternal associates and in accordance with bali maharaj's order they all entered the lower planets of the universe understanding lord vishnu's purpose garuda the carrier of vishnu immediately arrested bali maharaj with the ropes of varuna when bali maharaj was thus reduced to a helpless position lord vishnu asked him for the third step of land because lord vishnu appreciated bali maharaj's determination and integrity when bali maharaj was unable to fulfill his promise lord vishnu ascertained that the place for him would be the planet sutala which is better than the planets of heaven so of course the third step he put on his own head not on not his own head he on <laughs> bali maharaj's head bali maharaj offered his own head to vamanadev uh, for his third step then the lord sent him down to sutala planet but in that planet he made his life so comfortable that it was even better than the king of uh, i mean the kingdom of indra 822 summary the summary of this 22nd chapter is as follows the supreme personality of godhead was pleased by the behavior of bali maharaj thus the lord placed him on the planet sutala and there after bestowing benedictions upon him the lord agreed to become his doorman no door doorkeeper bali maharaj was extremely truthful being unable to keep his promise he was very much afraid for he knew that one who has deviated from truthfulness is insignificant in the eyes of society you see he's 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 being afraid is not because of you know, what what will bali maharaj what will vamanadev do to me maybe he will kill me that is not his uh, fear his fear is that he has deviated from truthfulness i have i have i have uh, not been able to keep my word that was his fear this shows how danavira or bali maharaj was so you see is insignificant one was deviated from truthfulness is insignificant in the eyes of society an exalted person can suffer the consequences of hellish life but he is very much afraid of being defamed for deviation from the truth bali maharaj agreed with great pleasure to accept the punishment awarded him by the supreme personality of godhead in bali maharaj's dynasty 
there were many asuras who because of their enmity toward vishnu had achieved a destination more exalted than that of many mystic yogis <laughs> the asuras are always against the lord but serially the lord comes to save the demigods and so called kill the asuras but then those asuras who were killed attain liberation even higher than the demigods higher than even brahma <laughs> therefore here it is said in bali maharaj's dynasty there were many asuras who because of their enmity toward lord vishnu had achieved a destination more exalted than, than that of many mystic yogis uh, bali maharaj specifically remembered the determination of prahlad maharaj in devotional service considering all these points he decided to give his head in charity as the place for vishnu's third step Bali Maharaj also considered how great personalities give up their family relationships and material possessions to satisfy the supreme personality of Godhead. Indeed, they sometimes even sacrifice their lives for the satisfaction of the Lord, just to become His personal servants. Accordingly, by following in the footsteps of uh, previous acharyas and devotees, Bali Maharaj perceived himself successful. While Bali Maharaj, having been arrested by the ropes of Varuna, was offering prayers to the Lord, his grandfather Prahlad Maharaj appeared there and described how the supreme personality of Godhead had delivered Bali Maharaj by taking his possessions in a tricky way. While Prahlad Maharaj was present, Lord Brahma and Bali's wife Vindhyavali described the supremacy of the supreme Lord. Since Bali Maharaj had given everything to the Lord, they prayed for his release. The Lord then described how a non-devotee's possession of wealth is a danger, whereas a devotee's opulence is a benediction from the Lord. then being pleased with bali maharaj the supreme lord offered his disk his sudarshan chakra to protect bali maharaj and promised to remain with him as his doorkeeper i think that is probably the end okay we'll read this also 8.23 the demigods regain the heavenly planets this chapter describes how bali maharaj along with his grandfather prahlad maharaj entered the planet sutala so prahlad maharaj also entered and how the supreme personality of god had allowed indra to re-enter the heavenly planet the great soul bali maharaj experienced that the highest gain in life is to attain devotional service under the shelter of the lord's lotus feet in full surrender being fixed in this conclusion his heart full of ecstatic devotion and his eyes full of tears he offered obeisances to the personality of godhead and then with his associates entered the planet known as sutala thus the supreme personality of god had satisfied the desire of aditi and reinstalled lord indra prahlad maharaj being aware of bali's release from arrest then described the transcendental pastimes of the supreme personality of godhead in this material world prahlad maharaj praised the supreme lord for creating the material world for creating the material world <laughs> for being equal to everyone and for being ex- extremely liberal to the devotees just like a desire tree Indeed Prahlad Maharaj said that the Lord is kind not only to his devotees but also to the demons. In this way he he described the unlimited causeless mercy of the supreme personality of Godhead. Then with folded hands he offered his respectful obeisances unto the Lord and after circumambulating the Lord he also entered the planet Sutala in accordance with the Lord's order. The Lord then ordered Shukracharya to describe Bali Maharaj's faults and discrepancies in executing the sacrificial ceremony. See? The Lord then ordered Shukracharya to describe Bali Maharaj's faults <laughs> and discrepancies in executing the sacrificial ceremony. Shukracharya became free from fruitive actions by chanting the holy name of the Lord and he explained how chanting can diminish all the faults of the conditioned soul. He then completed Bali Maharaj's sacrificial ceremony. All the great saintly persons accepted Lord Vamanadeva as the benefactor of Lord Indra 
because he had returned Indra to his heavenly planet. They accepted the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the maintainer of all the affairs of the universe. Being very happy, Indra along with his associates placed Vamanadev before him and re-entered the heavenly planet in their airplane. Having seen the wonderful activities of Lord Vishnu in the sacrificial arena of Bali Maharaj, all the demigods, saintly persons, pitas, bhutas and siddhas glorified the Lord again and again. The chapter concludes by saying that the most auspicious function of the conditioned soul is to chant and hear about the glorious activities of Lord Vishnu. So that, uh, 24, what is this? Oh, this is Matsya. So, <clears throat> this is the summary of the uh, Vaman Lila. But actually, if you go to the details, there are so many nice things, you know, which we actually missed out by reading the summary. Now, anyway, you can read all these chapters at your own convenience. As I said, when we get time, we will do a series on Vaman Leela as well. In fact, in all the Dashavatar, we will try to do a series of series. Alright, so now the 12 points, the 12 lessons from Vaman Leela. First thing, cheating of the Lord is worshipable. Chalayasi Vikramane Balimadbhuta Vamana. So the Lord is all good. Hmm? The Lord is all good, <clears throat> whether he is angry, whether he is um, a thief, whether he cheats, whatever he does, whether he is so-called proud, whether he is a narcissist as we learned yesterday, <laughs> all that is good. Everything about the Lord is always good, he is very auspicious. In fact, if you see, the Lord seemingly has cheated Bali Maharaj, but and took away all his possessions. But actually whose possessions they are? They are the Lord's possessions. So, for example, if somebody stole my um, wallet, say, and I notice who the thief is, then I somehow cheat the thief, trick him and take back my wallet. Is that called uh, cheating? No. Um, it is actually just you know getting the thing back so even if you look at it that way it is not cheating in fact if we take a, take the lord's property ishavasam idam sarvam huh? uh, everything is the property of the lord this is the first thing we learned in ishopanishad everything is the property of the lord so if he takes it back that is not cheating actually that rightfully belongs to him but in the in the policy the policy that vamanadev adopted was apparently cheating. But we will see how this cheating is so... As we have seen, I mean, we have read this. By cheating Bali Maharaj, he actually gave him such an exalted position that not only he went to Sutala planet and his kingdom is more opulent than Indra, next, after this Indra's term is finished, the next Indra will be Bali Maharaj. So even what he wanted to become also, that also is given to him. And that is just materially. And spiritually, he known, he is known as one of the 12 greatest authorities in the entire universe. See how he glorified his devotee by cheating him. So the cheating of the Lord is also worshipable. Nothing is bad in the Lord. When we... Um, <clears throat> have, when we cheat, we will be punished. 
So, but when the Lord cheats, no. When he steals, he is not punished. He is glorified. Nice verses are composed by Acharyas like this to glorify the Lord. This is the beauty. That is the first thing. Cheating of the Lord is worshipable. Second thing, the dwarf who dwarfed everybody else, he is a, a gigantic dwarf. <laughs> it's an oxymoron, right? Oxymoron is like two words beside each other which are inc- incompatible. Uh, gigantic and dwarf. How can that be possible? But here it is possible. For So for the Lord, being a dwarf does not minimize his power. He is a gigantic dwarf. So he dwarfed everybody else. Even when he entered Bali Maharaj's sacrificial arena, he dwarfed everybody else with his effulgence. And then he dwarfed the entire universe. But it is not very uh, extraordinary for the Lord because the whole universe itself is just like a speck of dust being exhaled by Mahavishnu. That's it. And in that universe, yes, he became as big as the universe. But as Mahavishnu is already so big that from the pores of his body, universes are coming out. Hmm. So there's nothing extraordinary for the Lord to become so big. The Lord can become. The Lord can do anything. Hmm. So he is the... the, So even when he was as um, a small child, Krishna, he he, um, killed Putana. He was only on the lap of his mother, Yashoda. And he was sucking his mother's milk. He was sucking his mother's breast for milk. And even at that age, he killed Putana easily. Not that he exerted some great effort to kill Putana, no. Easily he killed. So, the, so he, the, the God doesn't become God by some austerity, by some tapasya, by some penance. He's always God. Whether he's a dwarf, whether he's a fish, whether he's a boar, whether he's half man, half lion, whether he's a dwarf, anything. Whether he's an atheist like Buddha, you know, he, he preached atheism, but still he's God. So whatever he is, he nothing reduces his power. That is the next thing. The dwarf who dwarfed everybody else. <clears throat> In fact, um, The Bali Maharaj, he saw the entire universal form, Virat Rupa, which is the biggest form of the Lord that one can see in this material world. Universal form. And Bali Maharaj saw that. In fact, there is a, that description is there in these chapters. He extended himself so big and everybody could see the whole universal form of the Lord. That big. Mm. <clears throat> so, the second point is, nothing can limit the potency of the Lord. In fact, yes, this is what I wanted to quote. Anoraniyan mahato mahiyan Atma sajantor nihito guhayam You see, this is from the Upanishads. Katha Upanishad 1.2.20 Anoraniyan mahato mahiyan Atma sajantor nihito guhayam Tamakratu pashyati vita shoko Dhatu prasadan mahimanam atmanaham Both the super soul Paramatma and the atomic jiva, atomic soul jivatma, situated on the same tree of the body, within the same heart of the living being and 
only one who has become freed from all material desires as well as lamentations can by the grace of the supreme understand the glories of the soul in fact there is another version of this you see the same thing same is uh, you see anoraniyan mahato mahiyan the lord is greater than the greatest and smaller than the smallest this is actually what the what i wanted to highlight he is smaller than the smallest in the form of the living entities and greater than the greatest in his form as krishna so as paramatma is sitting in the heart he is entering into even the atom andantarastham paramanuchayantarastham so he is entering into the atom also so he is very tiny dwarf as vamana he was bigger than that at least <laughs> but as smaller than the atom he is so dwarf you know so such a tiny we can't even see atom but he was within the atom he is within every atom so that um dwarfness doesn't uh, overpower or he is not dwarfed by the maya no although he is so dwarf the maya is always subordinate to him mm. and nobody can equal matta parataram nanyat natasya karam karanam cha vidyate natat samascha abhyadikascha drishyate there is nobody equal to or above him whether he is small or big hmm. <clears throat> that is the next point Sec- uh, the third point is shukracharya classic asura the, the the characteristic of asura is depicted by shukracharya this is another lesson we can learn what is the classic asura even after he identified vamanadev as supreme lord vishnu still he did not want to serve him in fact he ordered his disciple not to serve him as well that's why you know as you know i don't know if you have followed our classes we you know read the difference between the mayavadis and the yogis the yogi is the the what is that paramatmavadis are even worse than the mayavadis the brahma jyoti brahmavadis because even after knowing the personality of godhead whereas the brahma jyoti brahmavadis they don't know the personality impersonal realization therefore they don't serve they have no information of the personality whereas the yogis they have information of the personality still they don't serve that is even worse and that category is shukracharya uh, if you don't remember we'll go to this madhya cc madhya 6.269 ब्रह्मे ईश्वरे सायुज्य दुत प्रकार ब्रह्म सायुज्य होते ईश्वर सायुज्य धिकार सार्वभम भट्टाचार्य कंटिन्यू देर आर टू काइंड ऑफ सायुज्य मुक्ति मर्जिंग इन टू द ब्रह्मनी फॉल्सन्स एंड मर्जिंग इन टू द पर्सनल बॉडी ऑफ द लॉर्ड मर्जिंग इन टू द लॉर्ड्स बॉडी इज इवन मोर अबॉमनेबल दैन मर्जिंग इन टू द फॉल्सन्स सो दिस होल एक्सप्लेनेशन वेरी नाइसली प्रभुपाद हेज गिवन द फॉलोअर्स ऑफ द पतंजलि योग सिस्टम एक्चुअली वॉन्ट टू मर्ज इन टू द बॉडी ऑफ द सुप्रीम पर्सनलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड दिस इंडिकेट्स दट दे डू नॉट वॉन्ट टू एंगेज इन इज सर्विस डिस्पाइट नॉलेज ऑफ हिम एंड दस देर पोजिशन इज इवन मोर अबॉमनेबल दैन दैट ऑफ दोज हू वॉन्ट टू मर्ज इन टू द लॉर्ड इफॉल्सन्स द फॉलोअर्स ऑफ द पतंजलि सिस्टम देर फॉर एक्सेप्ट द इटर्निटी ऑफ द सुप्रीम पर्सनलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड अकॉर्डिंग टू दैम they believe that in the perfectional stage the conception of purusha is vanquished see when one becomes they believe that when one becomes perfect he cannot remain a person 
this yoga system is therefore abominable because its final conception is impersonal. In the beginning, these yogis accept the per- supreme personality of Godhead, but they ultimately give up this idea in order to become impersonal. They are the most unfortunate because although they have the personal conception of the Lord, absolute truth, they neglect to render devotional service to the Lord and thus fall down again into this material world. See? Consequently, the, this path of yoga is more abominable than the impersonalist path. This conclusion is also supported by Lord Kapiladev in the following verse. So, <clears throat> you see how this is dangerous. So, this is Asura. When we know Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we should immediately serve Him. Uh, Asura is this kind of category. Even after knowing Krishna, they will not serve. Uh, and He was asking His disciples also not to serve. See? So, this is another lesson of who is an Asura and who is a Sura, who is a devotee, that is Bali Maharaj. And Bali Maharaj, um, he gave everything, even it, even if it meant to uh, reject the spiritual master. That is the next point. The fourth point is, rejection of one spiritual master, if the spiritual master is not properly situated. If the spiritual master is giving instructions that are not in line, with the Bhagavad philosophy. So, here uh, Shukrasarya was instructing him not to offer everything to Vamana or Vishnu. What kind of instruction is this? He rejected. Rejected his spiritual master. Remember, how obliged he was. Shukrasarya brought him back to life. You know, this is nobody. If somebody, okay, if I am sick, if I am, if I had like terminal illness and then a doctor somehow, you know, saves my life and I, you know, I get cured of the disease or whatever it is. How much we will be so indebted to the, such a doctor? Here, he died. Bali Maharaj died. And Shukrasara brought him back to life. This is more than a doctor can do. Even then, Bali Maharaj did not hesitate to reject his spiritual master Shukracharya and give everything to Vamanadev. And that surrender completely won the Lord over. The Lord was won by such determination and by such surrender. So, that is the next point, fourth point. The fifth point, uh, Bali Maharaj promised the, to take anything from the from him. When Vamanadeva asked for charity, he, he would take whatever he wants. So, he asked for three paces of land. And let's go to that part where, I hope I remember, where the conversation happened. Because it's a very interesting conversation. Um, Vamanadev is teaching something very important there actually. Okay, let me just see. Ah. <laughs> you see, first he glorified, Vamanadev glorified his dynasty. So, this is what he asked. 8, 9, 16. O king of the Daityas, from your majesty who come from such a noble family and who are able to give charity munificently, I ask only three pieces of land to the measurement of my steps. So he was a dwarf and his steps, dwarf, you know, dwarf steps are very small. 
so according to my steps how much land can be occupied with my three steps that much la land i want yeah. o king control of the entire universe although you are very munificent and are able to give me as much land as i want i do not want anything from you that is unnecessary if a learned brahmana takes charity from others only according to his needs he does not become entangled in sinful activities but if he takes more than his needs then he becomes implicated in sinful activities so this is how to the this point this fifth point is how to remain content as a brahmana and bali maharaj said o son of a brahmana your instructions are as good as those of learned and elderly persons nonetheless you are a boy and your intelligence is insufficient thus you are not very prudent in regard to your self interest <laughs> bali maharaj is how he is talking i am able to give you an entire island because i am the proprietor of the three divisions of the universe you know an island means not just you know some small island you know like singapore or you know, something like that island dweepa means a whole planet in the whole vast ocean of space these planets are known as dweepas you know different different dweepa shweta dweepa jambu dweepa so these are islands in the ocean of space so an entire dweepa means entire island means entire planet or even planets for that matter he could give bali maharaj so he said i am able to give you an entire island because i am the proprietor of the three divisions of the universe you have come to take something from me and have pleased me by your sweet words but you are asking only three paces of land therefore you are not very intelligent <laughs> see he is calling the lord you know then he said oh small boy one who approaches me to beg something should not have to ask anything more anywhere if anybody comes to me for charity he will not have to ask charity from anyone else anymore finish see how you know how charitable he was <laughs> this is one of the things about kshatriya danavira hmm. he should be munificent very very charitable karna was also like that danavira <clears throat> so danavira in fact many many examples are there such such examples so he was danavira Uh, oh small boy one who approaches me to beg something should not have to ask anything any more anywhere therefore if you wish you may ask from me as much land as will suffice to maintain you according to your needs the personality of god had said see how vamadev is speaking now oh my dear king even the entirety of whatever there may be within the three worlds to satisfy one's senses cannot satisfy a person whose senses are uncontrolled so as a good thing i mean very valuable lesson he is teaching so although we may get everything the whole three worlds we will never be happy classic example is hiranyakashipu he had the old whole, whole uh, entire universe in his command under his command but he still he was not happy so the personality of god had uh, he was teaching these things vamadev If I were not satisfied with three pieces of land, then surely I would not be satisfied even with possessing one of the seven islands, Saptadvipa, hmm? consisting of nine varshas. Even if I possessed one island, I would hope to get others. You see, the greed is so much that even if I get one thing, then I will still again want more and more and more. I will never be content. So this, I should not chase greed. I should not take more than what I actually really need. 
we have heard that although powerful kings like Maharaj Prithu and Maharaj Gaya achieved proprietorship over the seven dvipas, they could not achieve satisfaction or find the end of their ambitions. The ambition will never stop. Seven dvipas are the whole Bhumandal, the earthly planetary realm. Sapta dvipas consisting of nine varshas. So anyway, this whole planetary situation is not very clear within my mind. I kind of get some idea, but not really. So this whole fifth canto is very difficult to understand. That's why sometimes they say it's a, it's a, Earth is flat, according to Bhagavatam. Sometimes they say it's, it's round. Um, you know, <clears throat> there's been debate going on and on and on among devotees also. But um, anyway, whatever it is, how much ever you get, you will not be satisfied. Let alone this Earth alone, entire universe even if you get. A person whose senses are not controlled will not be satisfied by anything. One should be satisfied with whatever he achieves by his previous destiny for discontent can never bring happiness. A person who is not self-controlled will not be happy even with possessing the three worlds. He is saying, I, I asked you for three paces of my land, I mean of, of my foot. So, three paces of land. If I am not satisfied with these three paces of land, I will not be satisfied with the three worlds also. Such, such, uh, such is greed. So, we should not chase greed. And as a Brahmana, I should not chase greed. So, I just want three paces of land. That's all I want. <laughs> but that three paces already, he two paces already, he conquered the three worlds. Huh? Just imagine if Bali Maharaj had actually promised even more than that. He would not have... This is the confidential reason. <laughs> if Bali Maharaj promised more than three paces of land, he would not be able to keep his own promise. So to even save Bali Maharaj from committing the sin of, you know, not being able to fulfill his own promise, uh, Bali Maharaj, I mean uh, Vamanadev, said three enough. Of course, uh, he taught that Brahman as a Brahmana, you know, we have to be content. But actually, he wanted to save Bali Maharaj also. Uh, three enough. You, you you don't promise too much. Don't have too much high estimation of yourself, because you don't know me. Huh? You're thinking I'm some small boy without any intelligence. Uh, my intelligence is <laughs> nobody can even can even match my intelligence. Okay, so don't don't promise too much. You know you will regret later. <laughs> so of course he did not say that. But as he, we will find, as we found out the whole story, uh, Bali Maharaj was already feeling bad that he could not keep his promise. For the three steps, <laughs> what if we if we ask even four steps? What to speak of the whole planet or this and that or whatever it is? So, Muhammadev in fact saved Bali Maharaj by asking only three steps. Okay, so contentment of a Brahmana. That's the that's the point. Next lesson. So a Brahmana must be content, right? The Kshatriya. The next point is the Kshatriya. Kshatriya should be should be charitable. And in battle also, he must be complete um, hero. So, as we know, we will go to the... One second, let me give me some time. 11, 17, 17. You see this? The duties of a Kshatriya. Okay, first let's go to Bhagavad Gita alone. No, let's see the Bhagavad Gita itself. Yeah. 
एटीन चैप्टर फोर्टी थर्ड वर्स दीज आर द क्वालिटीज ऑफ क्षत्रिय शौर्य तेजो धृतिर्दाक्षम युद्धे चापि अपलायनम दानम ईश्वर भावस्च क्षात्रम कर्म स्वभावजम हीरोइज्म पावर डिटर्मिनेशन रिसोर्सफुलनेस करेज इन बैटल जेनेरोसिटी एंड लीडरशिप आर द नेचुरल क्वालिटीज ऑफ वर्क फॉर द क्षत्रियस सो ही वाज अ परफेक्ट क्षत्रिय व्हेन ही वाज फाइटिंग विद इंद्रा nobody could defeat him yuddhavira that's called yuddhavira um yuddhe chaapi apalayanam means he will never turn his back in battle when the enemy is attacking he, he will rather die rather than run away from the battle turn his back in the battle he will die or he will win that's it this is kshatriya principle and 1117 17 of Srimad Bhagavatam also the um, qualities of uh, kshatriya tejo balam dhritih shauryam titikshaudaryam udyamah sthairyam brahmanyam aishwaryam kshatra prakritayastvimah dynamic power bodily strength determination heroism tolerance generosity great endeavor steadiness devotion to the brahmanas and leadership are the natural qualities of the kshatriyas brahmanyam you see being always eager to serve the brahmanas so vamana dev came as a brahmana and as a brahmana the shamodamastapashaucham santoshah kshantirarjavam madbhaktischa dayasatyam brahma prakritayastvimah peacefulness self control austerity cleanliness satisfaction three paces of land means three paces of land i don't want more see that's his teaching the brahmanical principle tolerance simple straightforwardness of course he was not straightforward he was actually cheating but of course there is a lot <clears throat> devotion to me this is actually krishna himself is speaking these things to uddhava mercy and truthfulness are the natural qualities of the brahmanas so mercy in fact even the cheating is cheating of vamanadev is uh, truthfulness because everything i anyway belongs to him so there's nothing wrong in that right and actually he showed mercy to bali maharaj so much that even the although he came as a son of aditi to favor the demigods he favored bali maharaj more than the demigods <laughs> so that is his mercy that is a lord's mercy <clears throat> and bali maharaj in turn he to, he exhibited the perfect qualities of kshatriya so he was yuddhavira when he fought and he was danavira when he gave charity two things exceptionally and he gave himself also in charity and uh, the <clears throat> at the end after everything else he became the bhaktavira also he was not just danavira and yuddhavira but he became a bhaktavira a best among the bhaktas atmanivedan and we will see um verse why okay what is the position of bali maharaj 6320 yamaraj himself is speaking about bali maharaj his fame is fully known all over the three worlds you see this verse 
This is from the 6th canto, 3rd chapter, 19th, sorry, 20th and 21st verses. Yamaraj is um, listing down all the Mahajans of the universe, the great, the greatest personalities in the universe. What is the criterion? What is the criterion for? Actually, I think there is a competition, right? It's like the, for women, there is Miss Universe, there is some Mr. Universe. Or something where people some are bodybuilders or something that is not that is not mr universe these are mr universe these 12 mahajans of the universe swayam bhurnarada shambhu kumara kapilo manu prahlado janako bhishmo balir vayasakir vayam these are the 12 dvadashaite vijanimo dharmam bhagavatam bhataha guhyam vishuddham durubodham Yam Gyatvam Ritamashnute. Yamaraj spoke this. What is that? Lord Brahma, Bhagavan Narada, Lord Shiva, the four Kumaras, Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, Swayam Bhuvamanu, Pralad Maharaj, Janaka Maharaj, Grandfather Bhishma, Bali Maharaj, Shukadeva Goswami, and I myself, Yamaraj speaking this, so Yamaraj himself know the real religious principle these are the mahajans my dear servants this transcendental religious principle which is known as bhagavad dharma or surrender unto the supreme lord and love for him is uncontaminated by the material modes of nature it is very confidential and difficult for ordinary human beings to understand but if by chance one understand one fortunately understands it he is immediately liberated and thus he returns home back to godhead this is the status of bali maharaj and as we know, there are nine processes of devotional service, right? That is shown by, I mean, listed by Prahlad Maharaj, 7th Kanto, 5th chapter, 23rd and 24th verses. <coughs> Ayapa is asking, Narada is Bhagavan? Well, he is classified as a Shaktyavesh avatar in the 1st Kanto, 3rd chapter of Bhagavatam. And also another reason why a devotee sometimes address a great devotee like him is addressed as Bhagavan is because what is what is the meaning of Bhagavan? Bhagavan means one who possesses all opulences, all the six opulences. Of course, that is only Krishna, right? <clears throat> but the devotee possesses Krishna, who possesses six opulences. So he is the possessor of the possessor of six opulences. So he is also sometimes addressed as Bhagavan because of that. Because he owns the Lord. And the Lord owns everything else. So that's why also it is sometimes known as Bhagavan. But also he is one of the listed as one of the avatars. Shaktyavesh avatar of the Lord. In the first canto, third chapter of Bhagavatam. So coming back to this point, the nine processes of devotional service. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakhyam, Matma, Nivedanam. Itipumsar pita vishnu bhaktis chena valakshana kriyeta bhagavatyadha tanmanye dhita muttamam. Prahlad Maharaj spoke this, and his grandson became the prime example of Atmanivedanam. He followed, Bali Maharaj followed in the footsteps of his grandfather. See? And he actually exemplified this <coughs> by personal example. Prahlad Maharaj said, Hearing and chanting about the trans transcendental holy name, form, qualities, paraphernalia and pastimes of Lord Vishnu. Remembering them, 
serving the Lord, lotus feet of the Lord, offering the Lord respectful worship with 16 types of paraphernalia, offering prayers to the Lord, becoming his servant, considering the Lord one's best friend, and surrendering everything unto him. In other words, serving him with the body, mind and words. These nine processes are accepted as pure devotional service. One who has dedicated his life to the service of Krishna through these nine methods should be understood to be the most learned person for he has acquired complete knowledge. Now, there is one verse which I will show you. Oh, sorry. Okay. Here. CC Madhya 22.136. This is a very nice verse from, uh, I think, Rupa Goswami. Yeah. This verse appears in the Padhyavali and the, the Bhakti Samrita Sindhu. So, Rupa Goswami has uh, composed this very nice verse. Shri Vishnu Shravane Parikshida Bhavad Vayasaki Kirtane Prahlada Smarane Tadangri Bhajane Lakshmi Prutho Pujane Akrurastva Bhivandane Kapipatir Dasyetha Sakhir Juna Sarvasvatma Nivedane Balirabhut Krishna Tireshampara so all the nine processes of devotional service in this verse one one personality who has exemplified each of these nine processes are listed now maharaj parikshit attained now shravanam is hearing maharaj parikshit attained the highest perfection shelter at lotus, lord krishna's lotus feet simply by hearing about lord vishnu so the person who has achieved perfection through hearing is parikshit maharaj a prime example of course there are many others Prime example of each of these nine limbs of devotional service. Shukadeva Goswami attained perfection simply by reciting Srimad Bhagavatam. Prahlad Maharaj attained perfection by remembering the Lord. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, Vishnu Smaranam. Then, the Goddess of Fortune attained perfection by massaging the transcendental legs of Mahavishnu. This is uh, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. Uh, Archanam, uh, what is that? Right, Archanam, right? What is the next one? Archanam, sorry, Padasevanam, sorry, Smaranam, Padasevanam. So, they were serving the lotus feet of the Lord. So, Lakshmi became the prime example for that. Tadangri Bhajane Lakshmi Prithu Poojane. Padasevanam uh, um, Archanam Padasevanam Archanam Archanam means Puja to do Puja Deity worship uh, Who exemplified that? Prithu Maharaj Prithu He did very elaborate Deity worship Prithu Pujane Akrurastva Abhivandane Archanam Vandanam Vandanam means To offer nice prayers to the Lord And Akrura You may not know Maybe some of you know 
he is a character in the mahabharata and in the in the krishna leela he is there and he came he came to vrindavan and took krishna and balaram to mathura and that's why the uh, <coughs> gopis are actually gopis cursed him <laughs> because um, he took krishna and balaram away from them so anyway um but he's actually a great devotee <laughs> akrura so akrurastu abhivandane he offered very very beautiful prayers when he came to um, take krishna and balram to mathura kapipatir dasya dasyam ha padasevanam archanam vandanam dasyam dasyam means to be a servant a duta a slave of the lord dasyam who exemplified that ramadut hanuman kapipathir the king of monkeys who is hanuman so hanuman uh, exemplified servitude atha sakhe arjuna friend making friendship with the lord arjuna and sarvasvatma nivedane balir abhut krishnaptiresham para so bali maharaj exemplified atmanivedan atmanivedanam so this complete self surrender was exemplified by bali maharaj so such great person he became and he is one of the 12 mahajans in the universe why because he was such a charitable king i mean not just a charitable king he gave charity to the supreme lord uh, that is the real charity charity krishna says in bhagavad gita what is that यत्कोषि यदश्नासी यज्जुहोषि ददासी यत्तपस्यसि कौन्तेय तत्कुरुष्वमदर्पणम् 927 व्हाटएवर यू डू व्हाटएवर यू ईट व्हाटएवर यू ऑफर और गिव अवे एंड व्हाटएवर ऑस्टेरिटीज यू परफॉर्म डू दैट ओ सन ऑफ कुंती एज एन ऑफरिंग टू मी सो बली महाराज डिड दैट एंड दैट इज अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट पॉइंट टू नोट सेल्फ सरेंडर <coughs> the next lesson or is not exactly a lesson but <coughs> still we can learn from this so the lord was doing all this past time he he came to um, you know relieve aditi of her distress and you know he was cheating bali maharaj and he returned the kingdom back to the demigods and he you know blessed bali maharaj for his devotion while doing all this he did something else he brought down the ganga for the purification of the entire universe for the purification of the it's a side it's a side project for him side project but even such side project is so glorified it was not the main um, you know part of the story in all the story just the one part where he uh, expanded himself and reached the sky with his foot there he did some side effect <laughs> and that side effect is purifying all the souls to this very day so in this way the lord does many things when he does a pastime he teaches so many things and confidential there are confidential reasons why he does things and external reasons why he does things externally he will teach lessons for us and confidentially he is doing his own he has he is having his own relationship with the devotee like for example he said I, i want only 3 paces of land balimar said i can give you more than that what is this 3 paces you know you're not very intelligent 
Externally, he showed as, as a Brahmana, I should be content. You know, he is teaching other Brahmanas how to be content. But at the same time, he is saving Bali Maharaj. Because if he had promised anything more than that, finish. He would be uh, getting the sinful reaction of not being able to fulfill that promise. So, he saved Bali Maharaj. This is a more confidential thing. You see? So, he does so many things that we cannot even comprehend. That's why it is said, Anantasesh. Which he, with his thousands of mouths, he is always trying to glorify the Lord and glorify the Lord. <clears throat> but even with his thousands of mouths, he cannot come to an end to the glory of the Supreme Lord. He's, each and every one of his pastimes are like an in, in, unfath, unfathomable ocean. If you really want to talk about every minute detail, there is no end. Hmm. So many things. So he brought down the Ganga. So he is blessing Bali Maharaj. At the same time, he is blessing every one of us also. The Ganga is coming down. And everybody can be purified by taking bath in the Ganga. And not only by taking bath in the Ganga. But another advantage is, in the, near this holy river, there will be so many sadhus. For example, Parishit Maharaj, he went to the bank of the Ganga and he heard the um, Bhagavatam from Sukadeva Goswami. See, that is another advantage. Ganga is coming down. Yes, anybody who takes bath in the Ganga is purified. But if one goes a little further and understands that because Ganga is such a pure thing related to the Lord, so all sadhus will be there. So let me take it, let me take the advantage of the sadhus, presence of sadhus and learn from them something about my life. So in this way, he is giving opportunity for future prospective devotees and giving them sadhu sangha by creating a place of pilgrimage. Because just like a business conference is a place where you would expect businessmen to meet. Therefore, uh, similarly, a pilgrimage is a place you, where you will expect all the devotees and sadhus to meet. So there is a greater concentration of probability of finding a sadhu in such a place and taking advantage of such association and purify ourselves, not just by the waters of the Ganga, but by the association of the sadhu more importantly. In fact, it is said if one only takes bath in the Ganga and then not take advantage of sadhu, he is like a cow or ass, you know, like he is basically considered like an animal. 1084, 13. <clears throat> 10.84.13 of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, anybody who thinks that the holy place, he goes to Tirthyatra and is, takes a bath in the holy river and comes back, he is considered an animal. He should go and uh, associate with the sadhus, that is the real meaning of going to a Tirtha Yatra. And um, <clears throat> there is a very nice verse, I think, 1115. 1115. Yes. There are actually a few verses like this to the same meaning. But you see, Yat Pada Munayaha Prashamayana. Sadhya Punantyupas Prishtaha Svardhunyapo Nusevaya. 
O Sutta, those great sages who have completely taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord can at once sanctify those who come in touch with them. Whereas the waters of the Ganges can sanctify only after prolonged use. So, although the waters of the Ganges are purifying, but they also have this added advantage of Sadhu Sangha. And if one can take that essence of going to the Ganga, which is actually to associate with the Sadhus, then he will be purified. So, Vamanadeva is offering. So, when the Lord comes, he leaves behind these places of pilgrimage also. He, first of all, does his pastimes and purifies all the people there around him during that time. But then he leaves behind scriptures for us to read. But because we have no intelligence to understand, he will send... Uh, I mean, of course, he first of all employs I mean, uh, uh, his own incarnation, uh, Vyasadev, to write the Vedic literature so that it, it will be recorded. Everything the Lord does is recorded in the scriptures. And then he sends Acharyas. And because he has been in this world, wherever he has been, that is a holy place. And those who are not so advanced to understand the importance of the association of Sadhu Sangha, who don't understand that real thing is to actually listen from the Sadhus, real Sadhus, I mean, bona fide devotees about Krishna consciousness, they, even though they are not interested, but at least they will go to the holy places, at least they will start somewhere. They will think, they think that is more, very important, going to the holy place. Narutam Das Thakur says, Tirthayatra Parishram Keval Manir Brahm. Uh, the endeavor to go to a holy place is actually just a mental concoction because the real thing is when we are Krishna conscious, we are already in a holy place. Wherever we are, that place will become holy. But if we are in the holy place and we are, if we are not Krishna conscious, then we are not in the holy place. So the real thing is our consciousness. Why people go to the holy place? So that they hopefully will get influenced by such holy consciousness, sacred consciousness, Krishna consciousness. So that there will be inspired by such consciousness. That is the whole idea of going to the holy place. And the best way to be inspired by such Krishna consciousness is to hear from the sadhus. Even if you cannot go to the holy place, if you can just hear from the sadhu, from the devotee, from Vaishnava, immediately one will become favorable towards Krishna consciousness. That is real Tirthayatra. Our mind, our heart must be purified. Cheto darpana marjanam. Not just outside body marjanam. Marjanam means to take bath, cleansing. Not only outside body, but even internally will be cleansed. And that happens by Shravanam Kirtanam. Ganga also, but very prolonged use, as it is said. Prolonged use. But uh, very quickly, if we associate with devotees. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Koi, Lava Matra Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Hoi. What is that? One eleventh of a second, if we associate with the sadhu, complete perfection. Complete perfection. There's a... Yeah. You see this? 1.18.13 Tulayama lavenapi nasvargam na punarbhavam bhagavat sangi sangasya martyanam ki mutashishaha the value of a moment's association with the devotee of the Lord cannot even be compared to the attainment of heavenly planets or liberation from matter and what to speak of worldly benedictions in the form of material prosperity which are for those who are meant for death. Value of a moment's, of a moment's association is more than all these things. 
so that opportunity is being offered by the lord when he goes he is not only leaving the scriptures the acharyas the process but also the places of pilgrimage for those who are not as intelligent to understand the value of hearing they will at least go to the place of pilgrimage and hopefully meet some sadhus there and nowadays people are not so much interested to go to pilgrimage they will rather go to some exotic holiday destination and you know some some mauritius or some what is it some beach somewhere and they will sit down and then that that's what they think is or some thailand phuket or something like that they will go they won't go to a holy place when they have time this this travel for holidays exotic destination these are all atheistic real holiday they used to have holidays before also but such holidays they used to go to tirth yatra because material life becomes too much frustrating too much entanglement so they we need some anybody everybody needs a break but that break break from material life not in, in spiritual life you don't need a break in fact you're already full of bliss but in materialistic life those who are entangled they need a break so previously because the culture was all spiritual so the break would be to go to a holy place and listen from the sadhus and you know get more inspired and just stay there and try to you know uh, absorb everything and try to put them in the practice so this was tirth yatra before break now break means sabbatical means go to some exotic destination and eat uh, seafood and then all this kind of nonsense they will do so this is all atheistic is travel all this the tourism is all is all atheistic real tourism means to go to the tirthayatra that is real proper in fact restaurants as propad said is also atheistic this restaurant culture is western atheistic culture real culture was that everywhere the people because usually people will travel for either business or for tirthayatra or whatever there were no restaurants there were temples and people used to go to krishna temple and take prasadam and purchase some prasadam you know pay the temple something and they will get prasadam and they will eat that so this is such wonderful system but these restaurants have just commercialized everything and now everybody is just you know eating meat and going to some exotic destinations having honeymoon sex or whatever they're doing there illicit sex and wine and this is all sinful activities are going on in the name of tourism and it's a big money making industry so it's just perverted real thing is tirthayatra and tirthayatra to learn from the sadhus so that opportunity is being given by vamanadev by bringing down the ganga there is another lesson next we have already covered the point of rejecting a false spiritual master this is very important especially in our context in iskon shri prabhupad is being disobeyed because the succession his succession is not being properly carried out the system of initiations he said ritvik system but they're doing something else and they have all these gurus and everybody and which is completely not authorized not a single document not a single instruction by shri prabhupada that they have to become gurus but they all become gurus and clearly when prabhupada said that you have to have ritviks and he repeated so many times in documents in written document he signed it still we have already gone through that ritvik system uh, five part series so <clears throat> you know this is unfortunate so we have to reject such spiritual masters and take shelter of prabhupada the real spiritual master unconditional surrender by bali maharaj so we have already you know um, gone through that point as well next the lord tests the devotee to glorify him and the devotee passes the test and becomes eternally glorified 
Now, even after the two paces of land, he covered the entire universe. He tested Bali Maharaj still. <coughs> and Bali Maharaj was very morose, not because he lost everything, but because he could not fulfill his promise. I said, I will offer three steps of land, but I have uh, failed in my promise now. And the Lord tied him up, arrested him like anything. Garuda arrested him. And still, Bali Maharaj was so determined that I have to do something. Okay, you put on my head. Because I was the owner of the universe until now. I was like, you know, proprietor. And since the proprietor is greater than the property that he owns, because he owns it, so by constitution he is greater than the property. So, you can put the next step on my since you have now conquered the universe you have conquered my property now i am i am the only person left i'll give myself see so that unconditional surrender the lord tested the devotee so sometimes the lord puts the devotee through great tests like pandavas for example bhishma dev said aho kashtam aho nyayam uh, how much you have gone through pandavas on the bed of arrows as uh, bhishma dev was lying down he spoke to the Pandavas and he said, Aho kashtam, aho anyayam, yad yuyam dharmanandana, jeevitum narhatha klishtam, vipra dharma chutashrayaha. Bhishmadev said, Oh, what terrible sufferings and what terrible injustices you good souls suffer for being the sons of religion personified. You were sons of religion personified. When you follow anything religiously, you should get all auspiciousness, right? But you suffered such injustice, such terrible sufferings. You did not deserve to remain alive under those tribulations. So much you went through that you, any ordinary person would have died. Nobody will be able to go through this kind of terrible injustices. But what, what wrong did you do? You did not do anything wrong. Everything that you did was just being, um, I mean, completely um, followers of dharma. Um, so, you did not deserve to remain alive under those tribulations, yet you were protected by the Brahmanas, God and religion. You were protected. So, this is the thing. So, although the devote, the Lord puts the devotee through extreme tests. Extreme. Actually, if you re really read that part where, you know, uh, Bali Maharaj was surrendering and when he was arrested, it was a very pathetic condition. A, a king of the entire universe, within moments, he became a helpless beggar. Not a beggar, he was not begging, but he, he was reduced to an absolute pauper. Not a single thing to his name. He became like that by Vamanadev. And even then, after that, Vamanadev humiliated him. Humiliated him, saying that, you said three paces of land. What happened? What happened to your three paces? You only gave me two. Where is the third one? Come on. <laughs> he was in fact, you know, let's go to that part, you know, because it's very interesting how Vamanadev. Let's see. I think 8.21. Oh, this is no 8.20. You see, 
ಬರ್ತಾ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಏಟ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಒನ್ ಸೊ ಡೀಮನ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ವೆರಿ ಫಾಯರ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಯು ನೋ ದೇ ವಾಂಟೆಡ್ ಟು ಅವೆಂಜ್ ದ ಹ್ಯುಮಿಲಿಯೇಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇ ವಾಂಟೆಡ್ ಟು ಫೈಟ್ ದೆನ್ see even bali maharaj even forbade his own followers to fight with the uh, associates of lord vishnu the demigods uh, <clears throat> so thereafter on the day of somapana after the sacrifice was finished garuda the king of birds understanding the desire of his master arrested bali maharaj with the ropes of varuna when bali maharaj was thus arrested by lord vishnu who is the most powerful there was a great roar of lamentation in all directions throughout the upper and lower planetary systems of the universe O king the supreme personality of god had vamanadev then spoke to bali maharaj the most liberal and celebrated personality whom he had arrested with the ropes of varuna bali maharaj had lost all bodily luster but he was nonetheless fixed in his determination o king of dreamans you have promised to give me three steps of land but i have occupied the entire universe with two steps now think about where i should put my third <laughs> as far as the sun and moon shine with the stars and as far as the clouds pour rain all the land throughout the universe is in your possession of these possessions with one step i have occupied bhurloka and with my body i have occupied the entire sky in all directions and in your presence with my second step i have occupied the upper planetary system because you have been unable to give charity according to your promise the rule is that you should go down to live in the hellish planets therefore in accordance with the order of sukracharya your spiritual master now go down and live there far from being elevated to the heavenly planets or fulfilling one's desire one who does not properly give a beggar what he has promised falls down to a hellish condition of life being falsely proud of your possessions you promised to give me land you see now he's <laughs> being falsely proud of your possessions you promised to give me land but you could not fulfill your promise therefore because your promise was false you must live for a few years in hellish life see this is a test Shukadeva Goswami continued said O king although the supreme personality of godhead was superficially seen to have acted mischievously toward bali maharaj bali maharaj was fixed in his determination considering himself not to have fulfilled his promise he spoke as follows you see how bali maharaj is thinking bali maharaj said oh best of personality of godhead now it looks like vamanadev is humiliating bali maharaj here but actually by so called seemingly humiliating he is glorifying bali maharaj because what bali maharaj is going to say now will you know all the universe everybody was just like stunned by what he was doing you see bali maharaj said oh best personality of godhead most worshipable for all the demigods if you think that my promise has become false i shall certain i shall certainly rectify matters to make it truthful i cannot allow my promise to be false please therefore place your third lotus footstep on my head he was still determined after having lost everything he was not depressed he was not demoralized he was still determined he was still thinking how to fulfill i will try to rectify okay i am i since i am the greater than my possessions you put on my head he said i do not fear being deprived of all my possessions 
I do not fear living in hellish life or being arrested for poverty by the ropes of Varuna or being punished by you as much as I fear defamation. Hmm. That's why it is said in the Bhagavad Gita. Sambhavitasya chakirtir maranat atirichyate. I think in the second chapter 34th verse. For a man of honor, dishonor is worse than death. So a man of honor, real honor means righteous honor. You know, righteous honor. To be known as a righteous person. You know? <clears throat> Although a father, mother, brother or friend may sometimes punish one as a well-wisher, they never punish their subordinate like this. <laughs> but because you are the most worshipable Lord, I regard the punishment punishment you have given me as most exalted. In other words, the chastisement, again, this is another lesson. A devotee knows how to take, how to receive chastisement from the Lord or his devotee. He takes it as the greatest blessing. See, he's saying, although a father, mother, brother or friend may sometimes punish one as a well-wisher, they never punish their subordinate like this. Hmm. So, but you have punished me and this punishment has given me um, you, what you have given me is the, I consider it as most exalted punishment it's actually a real blessing for me since your lordship is indirectly the greatest well-wisher of us demons <laughs> indirectly because he usually kills the demons but actually he gives them liberation whereas the, when he kills the demons the demigods get their heavenly planets but demons get the liberation <laughs> so you see he is Although he is always an ally of the demigods and enemy of the demons, the result of the demons that the demons get is higher than what the demigods get. So, since your lordship is indirectly the greatest well-wisher of us demons, you act for our best welfare by posing as if our enemy. Because demons like us always aspire for, the, for a position of false prestige, by chastising us, you give us the eyes by which to see the right path. This is how we should take chastisement. This is another great lesson that we have to learn from this from this Vaman Leela. This is not just Vaman Leela, this is Bali Leela also. <laughs> Bali Maharaj Leela. Because both are intertwined. See? By chastising us, you give us the eyes by which to see the right path. So important. If you just encourage and encourage, the pride will only be fueled. But if one is humiliated or humbled, then he will be able to see. But once we are humble, then we will see everything in the right perspective. When we are um, covered by, by this pride, we don't see things in the right perspective. We always make bad decisions, bad judgments, everything bad. But when we are humble, then we can see everything in this proper perspective without getting agitated. Even though the situation may, may be very agitating, but when we are humble, we can easily go through all this. That is shown by Bali Maharaj. Many demons who were continuously inimical toward you finally achieve the perfection of great mystic yogis. Your lordship can perform one work to serve many purposes. Just like we have discussed, you know, he has done, he has brought down Ganga also. Okay? Actually, very nice verse. What is the Sanskrit of this? Bahavo lebhire siddhim yamo haikanta yoginaham Tenaham nigrahitosmi bhavata bhuri karmana baddhas chavarunai pashair nativride nachavyathe.
bhuri karmana this is very nice who can do wonderful things bhuri karmana so going back <clears throat> your lordship can perform one work to serve many purposes and consequently although you have punished me in many ways i do not feel ashamed of having been arrested by the ropes of varuna nor do i feel aggrieved my grandfather prahlad maharaj is famous being recognized by all your devotees although harassed in many ways by his father hiranyakashipu he still remained faithful taking shelter at your lotus feet he is here is deriving inspiration from his own grandfather who is another one of the mahajans see out of the 12 mahajans two are from the demon demons so that is another point another lesson from this thing that birth is not the criterion for becoming a devotee or brahmana or vaishnava no anybody even a demon can become a devotee vritasura is like that prahlad maharaj is like that bali maharaj is like that in fact in bhagavad gita krishna says of the demons i am prahlad prahladosmi let's go there prahlado ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದಶ್ಚಾಸ್ಮಿದೈತ್ಯಾಂಗ್ಯೂರ್ಸ್ಟೈಮ್ among beasts and the lion and among birds i am garuda vainateya <clears throat> oh i know why now i get the whole point even in the purusha sukta also not purusha sukta vainateyo hari in the in the yagnas we have this mantra vainateyo hari vainateya means garuda because his mother's name was vinata yes okay good something i learned <laughs> so <clears throat> you see my grandfather prahlad maharaj is famous being recognized by all your devotees although harassed in many ways by his father he remained faithful taking shelter of your lotus feet so similarly i also want to do that although i am being harassed by in so many ways of course not by a demon but by you but still i will not move from my determination of serving you then he says very nicely 8229 very famous verse is a beautiful verse ಕಿಂಬ್ರಿಕ್ಥಹಾರೇಹಿಸ್ವಜನಾಖ್ಯದಸ್ಸುಭಿಹಿಕಿಂಜಾಯಸಂಸೃತಿಹೇತುಭ
Only by providence have I been forcibly brought under your lotus feet and deprived of all my opulence. He is taking it as a blessing. I did not, I did not intend to um, you know, give this to you. But you have forcibly taken from me how fortunate I am. Usually we have to devote ourselves to, you know. And, but you have come in the form of a Brahmana and you know, I had to oblige as a Kshatriya to donate to you. And you have forcibly taken all this away from me. How, how merciful you are. You have saved me from all this illusion and took away, took away everything from me. Hmm? Because of the illusion created by temporary opulence, people in general who live under material conditions facing accidental death at every moment do not understand that this life is temporary. Only by providence have I been saved from that condition. It's taking it as a huge blessing. Shukadeva Goswami said, Oh, best of the Kurus, while Bali Maharaj was describing his fortunate position in this way, the most dear, dear devotee of the Lord, Prahlad Maharaj, appeared there like the moon rising in the night time. Anyway, Prahlad Maharaj then came actually there. So anyway, this is... Um, This is the surrender of Bali Maharaj. <clears throat> so the Lord tested him to the limit and then rewarded him. So he so-called humiliation of Bali Maharaj brought out these nice words from Bali Maharaj which showed his fortitude, his, which showed his exalted nature and which showed why he is counted among the 12 Mahajans of the universe. He, by humiliating, by so-called humiliating Bali Maharaj, he made sure that Bali Maharaj's name will be forever in the list of the most exalted personalities in the universe for all time. This is how the Lord does. When he puts an extreme test, a devotee should always take it as an extreme blessing. Because what is on the other side of that test is complete uh, glory. So we have to endure, taking shelter of the Lord. We have to endure all such. And always, that's why it is said, um, this verse 10, 14, 8. A very nice verse, you know. Tatte no kampam susamikshamarno bhunjana evatma kritam vipakam hridvagvapur bhir vidadhan namaste jiveta yomuktipade sadayabhak. My dear Lord, one who earnestly waits for you to bestow your causeless mercy upon him, all the while patiently suffering the reactions of his past misdeeds and offering you respectful obeisances with his heart, words and body, is surely eligible for liberation for it has become his rightful claim. So how Bali Maharaj, Bali Maharaj took chastisement from the Lord, that is a great lesson for us to learn from this Leela. <clears throat> So the other point I have already mentioned actually while mentioning this that the birth of the devotee doesn't matter. Bali came from a demon family, Bali Maharaj, but he is exalted. So the birth doesn't matter. And for that we have this shloka. There are many shlokas, but let's look at this. Not only birth, I mean, uh, I mean not only devotee, but any varna. It is according to the qualities. Yasya yallakshanam proktam pumso varna bhivyanjakam yadanyatra pidrishyeta tatte naiva vinirdishet 
if one shows the symptoms of being a brahmana kshatriya vaishya or shudra as described above even if he has appeared in a different class he should be accepted according to those symptoms of classification this is of course according to varna but another verse is there also and even if i mean many verses are there even if one is the lowest of chandala if he becomes a devotee he is the most worshipable chandala pe dvijasreshtha hari bhakti parayana whereas um what is that uh, a brahmana is worse than a chandala if he is a non devotee of vishnu the another verse also there shakkarmani puno vipro mantra tantra visharadha avaishnava gurunasya vaishnava swatacha guru again even if one is fully expert at chanting all the mantras but he is not devotee of krishna then he is a, he is useless he cannot become a guru to anybody but if one is a devotee even if he came from a chandala family which is dog eating family he is most exalted so this is the um, important lesson when a devotee comes from any part any race anything we should not say that, oh this is a demon no you know what he is devotee vaishnav vaishnave jati buddhi archye vishnav shiladhir gurushu naramatir vaishnave jati buddhir kalimala mathane padatirthem buddhi ಫುಲ್ ವರ್ಸ್ I think it's here. Yes. Madhya, Madhya Lila of Chaitanya Charitamrita, 20.217. Arche Vishnav Shiladhir, Guru Shunaramatir Vaishnave Jati Buddhir, Vishnorva Vaishnavanam, Kalimalamathane Padatir Thembu Buddhi, Shri Vishnor Namni Mantre, Sakalakalushahe Shabda Samanya Buddhir, Vishnav Sarveshwareshe, so if one one is considered a hellish uh, person of a hellish mentality if he thinks that the deity of vishnu is a stone or if he thinks the guru who is a bona fide spiritual master to be an ordinary mortal or who thinks the vaishnava as belonging to some jati oh asura vaishnava this is a, or you know this is a, this vaishnava that vaishnava no vaishnava is vaishnava cannot see from where he has come we should not see it is an offense to see the past of vaishnava vaishnava jati buddhir vishnorva vaishnava nam kalimala mathane padatirthem buddhi so the water that has washed vishnu or the deity charanamrita or the uh, water that has washed the feet of the vaishnavas he is able to destroy all sinful activities or sinful reactions but if we think that as ordinary water then we are also hellish mentality ಶ್ರೀ ವಿಷ್ಣೋರ್ ನಾಮಿ ಮಂತ್ರೆ ಸಕಲ ಕಲುಷಹೇ ಶಬ್ದ ಸಾಮಾನ್ಯ ಬುದ್ಧೇರ್ ಇಫ್ ವಿ ಥಿಂಕ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಅನ್ ಆರ್ಡ್ನರಿ ವೈಬ್ರೇಷನ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಫಿಫ್ತ್ ಅಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಟು ಕನ್ಸಿಡರ್ ದ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಟು ಬಿ ಇಮ್ಯಾಜಿನೇಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಜುರೇಷನ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಸ್ಟೇಯಿಂಗ್ ಓಲ್ ಯು ನೋ ನಾಟ್ ಟ್ರೂ ನೋ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಅಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಇಫ್ ವಿ ಥಿಂಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನ್ ಆರ್ಡ್ನರಿ ವೈಬ್ರೇಷನ್ ವಿಷ್ಣೌ ಸರ್ವೇಶ್ವರೇಶೆ ತದ್ ಇತರ ಸಮಧೀರ್ ಯಸ್ಯವ ನಾರಕಿಸ ಇಫ್ ವಿ ಕನ್ಸಿಡರ್ ದ Vishnu to be equal to other demigods or anybody else. That is a hellish mentality. 
So Vaishnava can come from any part. So Bali Maharaj came from Asura family, but still he was the greatest of devotees. Next, <clears throat> another lesson <laughs> is Vamana means dwarf. Now, initially he came as a dwarf. He became expanded so big and he conquered Bali Maharaj. He dwarfed first of all all the sages in the assembly and then he by his uh, size he dwarfed the entire universe by his toenails you know which was more effulgent than the Brahma, Brahmaloka. He dwarfed everything else basically. And why he is known as dwarf then? He is known as dwarf. Why? Because although he did all this he was dwarfed by the devotion of the Bali Maharaj. Bali Maharaj that's why he became a doorkeeper of Bali Maharaj. <laughs> he took all the universe from him, gave it to the demigods and then he himself became a doorkeeper of Bali Maharaj. So he was dwarfed by the devotion of Bali Maharaj. And although he was in the size dwarf, but he is dwarfed by Bali Maharaj's devotion. So much so that he became his own, his doorkeeper and gave Sutala planet to him and although it is considered one of the lower regions, but it was even more opulent than Indra, Indralok. This is the beauty of the Lord. And for this reason, he is known as Vamanadev. Vamana, not only by the size, so-called size, I mean, he actually expanded himself, but by the devotion he was dwarfed. And the Lord cannot be conquered by anybody but the devotees. So the only person who dwarfs means short, small, you know, than others. So the Lord is never smaller or lesser than others. He is matta paratharam nanyat or natasya, natas, um, what is that? Natas samascha bhadikascha drishyat. Nobody equal to or above him. But who is above him? The devotees. Aham bhakta paradhina. He asvatantra vadvija. Sadhu vir grasta hridayo bhaktair bhakta janapriya. This is the beauty of the Lord. He was dwarfed by the devotion of Bali Maharaj. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said to the Brahmana, I am completely under the control of my devotees. Indeed, I am not at all independent because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires. I sit only within the cause of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee? Even those who are devotees of my devotee are very dear to me. You see how much he is, just like he became a driver for Arjuna, he became a, a pune for uh, Pandavas. You know, he became, uh, he was chastised by Mother Yashoda. He carried the shoes of Nanda Maharaj on his head. He is dwarfed by his devotee's devotion. And he becomes subjugated. You see, he, here he said 9465. Since pure devotees give up their homes, wives, children, relatives, riches and even their lives simply to serve me, <coughs> without any desire for material impro improvement in this life or in the next, how can I give up such devotees at any time? See? So, in other words, he stayed true to his name, Vamana. Not because of his size, but because of his devotee's devotion. <clears throat> I mean, who would... Just imagine, Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Prabhupada was saying today afternoon also, 
imagine the lord as your doorkeeper i mean watchman standing outside the gate you know the lord supreme lord of the whole what is that uh, jagannath jagat ka nath whole universe is under him he is a doorman watchman what is this that much i mean it's not a honorable job you know watch, watchman a doorkeeper otherwise i mean this in this material world it's not an honorable job but krishna takes us as a great honor that he can be a watchman for bali maharaj how much he was subjugated by bali maharaj devotion this just shows how bhaktavatsal the lord is next lesson vamanadev <laughs> okay this is actually quite related to the previous one the 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 paradox of this whole situation he started off as an ally of the demigods of the devatas yes yes aditi i i, I will protect your sons and that's why he is known as upendra upendra means younger brother of indra upa indra upa indra means younger brother of indra upendra so he came as a younger brother of indra because indra also son of aditi so in this way he came i will i will, I will rectify the position i will give everything to um, your sons so he came as if to help the demigods of course he did he promised i mean he promised and he delivered the promise also delivered on the promise but in the end he went and got subjugated by bali maharaj and he became a doorkeeper on the sutala planet he came from the heavenly planets <laughs> son of aditi but by the devotion of bali maharaj he went down to the sutala planet and became a doorkeeper there from where to where but that is not a decline <laughs> that is a <laughs> ascending because for the lord of course for the lord everything is same you know even for the devotees whether swargapavarga nargesh apitulyartha darshanam wherever the lord service is there there is more than vaikuntha for them similarly for the lord also whether it doesn't matter whether hell or heaven or vaikuntha wherever my devotees are there i am there tatra tishthami narada yatra gayanti mad bhakta naham tishthami vaikunthe naham yoginam hridayeshu va tatra tishthami narada yatra gayanti mad bhakta so i am always there where my devotees are glorifying me even if that is hell i will i am there so he showed of course he started off as a big ally of uh, the demigods but then he did give them but then he became a big ally of uh, not just ally servant of bali maharaj so in other words although seemingly he seeming uh, punished bali maharaj he gave bali maharaj even greater position than indra already even the demigods did not have this chance of the lord becoming their doorkeeper when do you hear the lord become a doorkeeper of one of the demigods never whenever there is a problem by the demons they will have to run to the brahma first hey brahma brahma we have this problem this demon is harassing us then the brahma will go to the shore of ocean of milk shwetadweep and he you know chants the purusha sukta prayers and then the lord not in, not just appears he just uh, hears from the lord he just hears the voice of the lord brahma and brahma it, uh, i mean the lord discloses his plan to brahma through voice and then brahma discloses the plan to everybody else and asks everybody to cooperate with the lord's mission and uh, take birth in the uh, on the earth or wherever the lord is going to assist in his pastimes so this is the way the demigods deal with the lord whereas for the demon here so called demon bali maharaj he personally became a doorkeeper so because <clears throat> 
the the surrender that the bali maharaj did demigods also did not do that they did not offer everything to the lord of course they were ruling as a, as a servant of the lord but still they had this material desire of having that position of a king of heaven bali maharaj did not um, you see indra he was you know so vagabond and aditi was asking i want my you know sons to get regain my kingdom these things they were asking but on the other hand bali maharaj he did not care the kingdom that he fought for so badly and got it from indra in a moment he agreed to give it away to vamanadev when he was asked that is the surrender of bali maharaj much much greater than the demigods and that's why devotee the lord becomes subjugated so although he started as one he ended up as another of course there is all within the plan but more than saving the demigods or aditi or relieving her distress he actually glorified bali maharaj more than anything else in this whole past time so this just shows that even though the bali maharaj was a seeming enemy of the lord the lord was more merciful towards him bhaktavatsala the surrender of the soul is more important for the lord than where he comes from which family he comes from which dynasty he comes from it doesn't matter for the lord that's why hanuman also said what did he say think uh, 5 1907 maybe hanuman said this was very very beautiful verse na janmano nam mahato na saubhagam navanna buddhir nakriti stosha hetuhu tairyad visrishtan api novanau kasash chakara sakhe bata lakshmana agrajah one cannot establish a friendship with the supreme lord Ramachandra on the basis of material qualities such as one's birth in an aristocratic family one's personal beauty one's eloquence one's sharp intelligence or one's superior race or nation none of these qualifications is actually a prerequisite for friendship with lord sri ramachandra otherwise how is it possible that although we uncivilized inhabitants of the forest have not taken noble births although we have no physical beauty and although we cannot speak like gentlemen the lord ramachandran has nevertheless accepted us as friends you see how the lord is so merciful another nice similar verse in the 11th canto let me <clears throat> what is that uh, what is a hunter called in sanskrit or um, a butcher what is it called butcher that geeta the geeta the, the instructions spoken by the butcher were vya vyadha 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 geeta yeah dharma vyadha ah this was 11 12 3 through 6 you see this satsangena hi daiteya yatu yatu dhana amrga khagah गंधर्वापसरसो नागा सिद्धाचारण गुह्यका विद्याधरा मनुष्यु वैश्या शूद्रा स्त्रिजा रजस्तम प्रकृतस्तस्तुगे युगे बहवो मत्पदाधवादय वृषपर्वा बलिर्बाणो मयश्चाथ विभीषण सुग्रीवो हनुमृक्षो गजो गृध्रो वणिकपथ व्याध कुब्जा व्रजे गोप्यो यज्ञपत्न्यस्तथा परे बलिर इज ऑल्सो मेन्शन बलिमहाराज हियर 
ಸಿ ವ್ಯಾಘ್ರ ನೋ ವ್ಯಾಧ ವ್ಯಾಘ್ರ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಟೈಗರ್ ಇನ್ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಅ ಡಾಗ್ ಪೆಟ್ ಡಾಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಡಾಗ್ಸ್ ನೇಮ್ ವಾಸ್ ವ್ಯಾಘ್ರ ಟೈಗರ್ ಸೊ ವೆದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಟೈಗರ್ ಆರ್ ಅ ಡಾಗ್ ಯು ಯು ಡಿಸೈಡ್ ಸೊ ಯು ಸಿ ದಿಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಯುಗ ಮೆನಿ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಟಿಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟ್ಯಾಂಗಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೋಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ಯಾಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಗ್ನೋರೆನ್ಸ್ ಗೇನ್ ದಿ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೈ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ದಸ್ ಸಚ್ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಟಿಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ದ ದೈತ್ಯಸ್ ರಾಕ್ಷಸಸ್ ಬರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಬೀಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಗಂಧರ್ವಸ್ ಅಪ್ಸರಸ್ ನಾಗಸ್ ಸಿದ್ಧಸ್ ಚಾರಣಸ್ ಗುಹ್ಯಕಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿದ್ಯಾಧರಸ್ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಸಚ್ ಲೋವರ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆಸ್ ದ ವೈಶ್ಯಸ್ ಶೂದ್ರಸ್ ವಿಮೆನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅದರ್ಸ್ ವರ್ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ಅಚೀವ್ ಮೈ ಸುಪ್ರೀಮ್ ಎ ಬೋರ್ಡ್ ವೃತಾಸುರ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅದರ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದೆಮ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅಚೀವ್ ಮೈ ಬೋರ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಷನ್ ವಿತ್ ಮೈ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಆಸ್ ಡಿಟ್ ಪರ್ಸ್ನಾಲಿಟೀಸ್ ಸಚ್ ಆಸ್ ವೃಷಪರ್ವ ಬಲಿ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಬಾಣಾಸುರ ಮಯ ವಿಭೀಷಣ ವಿಭೀಷಣ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಬ್ರದರ್ ಆಫ್ ರಾವಣ್ ಸುಗ್ರೀವ ಮಂಕಿ ಹನುಮಾನ್ ಮಂಕಿ ಜಾಂಬವಾನ್ ಬೇರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಆರ್ಡಿನರಿ ಬೇರ್ ಆಫ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗಜೇಂದ್ರ ಎಲಿಫೆಂಟ್ ಜಟಾಯು ವಲ್ಚರ್ ತುಲಾಧಾರ ಐ ಡೋಂಟ್ ನೋ ಹೂಸ್ ತುಲಾಧಾರ ತುಲಾಧಾರ ಧರ್ಮವ್ಯಾಧ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಬುಚರ್ ಕುಬ್ಜಾ ಹಂಚ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ವುಮನ್ ಗೋಪೀಸ್ ಇನ್ ವೃಂದಾವನ್ ಆಫ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ದ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ವುಮನ್ ಬಟ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ರಮ್ಯಾ ಕಾಚದ್ ಉಪಾಸನಾ ವ್ರಜವಧು ವರ್ಗೇಣ ಯಾ ಕಲ್ಪಿತ ಮೋರ್ ದೇರ್ ನೋ ಬೆಟರ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದನ್ ದ ಗೋಪೀಸ್ ಸೊ ಸೀಮಿಂಗ್ಲಿ ದೇವ್ ವುಮನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೈಫ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ್ ದ ವಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಯಜ್ಞ ವಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಯಾಜ್ಞಿಕ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ್ ವೈಫ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಕನ್ಸಿಡರ್ಡ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಯು ನೋ ಲೋವರ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ವೆರಿ ಎಕ್ಸಾಲ್ಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಲ್ಟೆಡ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ್ ರಿಷೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸೇಜಸ್ ಆರ್ ಡಿ ಬಿಗ್ ಬಿಗ್ ತಪಸ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಟು ದೇರ್ ನೇಮ್ ಬಟ್ ಯು ಸಿ ಹೌ ದೇ ಬಿಕೇಮ್ ಸೋ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಬೈ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಅದರ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸರೆಂಡ್ರಿಂಗ್ ಟು ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಸೊ ಇಟ್ ಡಸೆಂಟ್ ಮ್ಯಾಟರ್ ವೇರ್ ವಿ ಕಮ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಇಟ್ ಡಸೆಂಟ್ ಮ್ಯಾಟರ್ ವೆದರ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ವೈಷ್ಣ ಅಮೆರಿಕನ್ ಆರ್ ಯು ನೋ ರಷ್ಯನ್ ಆರ್ ಯು ನೋ ವಾಟ್ ಇಫ್ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಯು ಶುಡ್ ಬಿ ಅ ಪ್ರಾಪರ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅನ್ ಅದರ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಬಟ್ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ನೈಸ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಸೊ ಅವರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕಾನ್ಷಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಮೂಮೆಂಟ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಲಿಮಿಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಓ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಫಾರ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇಂಡಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಹಿಂದೂಸ್ ನೋ ಇಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎವ್ರಿಬಡಿ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ವೆರಿ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಲೆಸನ್ ಟು ಲರ್ನ್ ನಾವು so we have completed 12 points i just listed down here i just reading off those so one bonus point so 13 <clears throat> our movement our ias came is also like a dwarf now so like a vamana seemingly very small compared to iskon or compared to, actually our competitors i mean we are not competing with iskon even <clears throat> our thing is to we have to our in ias came our motto our mission is to offer the entire world at the feet of shila prabhupad what actually shila prabhupad came for that has to be done and it is a great great blessing that we have this service so our movement our ask may be a dwarf now so but just like vamana dev expanded and conquered the entire universe this ask also can expand like that it has the full potential to do that under the blessings of shila prabhupad but we have to surrender like bali maharaj did and fully give ourselves to this movement and um, serve the instructions of the shila prabhupad in cooperation with devotees and become strong ourselves and then preach krishna consciousness uncompromisingly everywhere and we should we should this is this should be our mission of our lives 
we should offer this entire world at the feet of Srila Prabhupada. And the, as the astrologer said, um, this Prabhupada, when he saw Prabhupada's chart, he said, this man has the, can build a house in which the whole world can live very peacefully. So, Srila Prabhupada has already given the formula. In fact, he in fact gave a huge jump start. But then, down line, everybody just ruined the whole thing. So, in other words, that is also a blessing for us because we have now a big service to do with our lives. And just like Bali Maharaj has done Atmani Vedanam, we also should take inspiration from this and we have to offer ourselves to this movement. We should not be just satisfied sitting on the sidelines and then, um, yes Prabhu, thank you, I will be a good uh, devotee, I will work, I will give some donation to you all. And uh, No, I mean, <clears throat> if you are in that position and you cannot come out, that's another thing. But especially the youngsters, you know. We have to think, no, those who are not married, we have to think, why not just give this life? Just like Bali Maharaj did, give this life for Prabhupada. And then eventually this ISKM will expand, just like Vamanadev expanded. And this whole world, you know, we have to, we have to preach Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna mantra should be uh, made a household word, not just a household word only. Not that people just know, people should take up. So this should be our mission. So with our lives, how much of our life we have left in our, this body, let that be as a complete offering to the Lord, <clears throat> instead of wasting away. That is the proper usage of our life. So we should be inspired by this example of Bali Maharaj. And we should think of serious, not just think of, just do it. Just join full time and go, get into the fire of the movement and push on. We need so many men. I mean, we have so much potential to open temples all over the world, but nobody joining. Everybody was just happy to, you know, be, oh, I'll, I'll study and I'll become, get a job, I'll get a wife, I'll get a home, I'll get a, you know, I'll have an altar in my room, uh, home and then I'll do some puja and I will, you know, give some donation. There are many who can do that. That's good. I mean, for them it is a good thing. But for those, of course, we're not discrediting any grihasthas who are doing that. It is because they're already in that position and whatever they can, they're doing. That is actually best. So, those who are not married, they should do what they can do best. They can give their lives. So, we have to think in these terms. And we have to offer our entire life, Atmani Vedanam. And push on this movement for Srila Prabhupada. We, Prabhupada has saved us. And we, we cannot pay our... We, we cannot repay him with our small, small donations. We cannot. So, we have to give ourselves to Prabhupada. Even then, it's not repayment. <laughs> we cannot repay ourselves. Uh, repay him. So... At least we can give our life. That is the most we have got in our possession. Just like Bali Maharaj. The most he has got in his possession is his very life. Yes, the universe, but the universe is taken away. What else is left? His own life. So his life also he gave for the service of. And when what happened? The Lord became his doorkeeper. So the Lord will take care. No need to worry about how I will be taken care of, what will happen. Don't worry about your maintenance. The Lord became the doorkeeper. What the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita? 9.22 Ananyas chinta yanto maam yejana par yupasate tesham nityabhi yuktanam yogakshemam vahamyaham Vahami means carry. You know carry when you carry like this on your back. So the Lord vahamyaham I will carry whatever you need I will carry for you. He is ready to become our slave. Not that we will want the Lord to become our slave. We have to become a slave for the Lord first. Then you will become our slave. 
So if we don't, <laughs> if we just want the Lord to become our slave, that's what actually usually materialists want. They just come to the Lord and treat him like a slave and then, okay, give me this, give me this, give me this. We have to become a slave of the Lord. Then the Lord will. Um, it's not an easy thing, Atma, Atma Nivedanam. So we have to think in these terms and give our life. Not just stay on the sidelines and be satisfied like that, doing some service here and there. I mean, those who can do that as the most, they should do that. Yes, like the Grahasthas who are already in the Grahastha family and they're working. They are doing their best. They are giving donations. They're actually, we have some very nice, wonderful Grahasthas in our ISKM, all over in India, here also, everywhere. They are donating so much and they are contributing with their body, mind and words. And that is very, actually, that is proper Grahastha life. Of course, they are stuck in there because of their work pass and all these many different um, reasons. But those who can join full-time, we should always think like this. We should not be... We should never be stagnant. We should always do the best that we can and then the Lord will open up more doors for us to even do more service. So these are the things, these are lessons we have to learn from this Vaman Leela. Of course, there are many other lessons, but these are key lessons that we can learn from this Leela. So let's take some questions now. Oh, we have some questions. Vanajakshi Mataji is saying, Prabhuji, in, in very last year exhibition 2018, you were explaining me on importance of chanting and different avatars of the Lord. It went on and on for about 15 minutes, just on standing in the crowd. Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think I remember speaking to you. I don't remember what I spoke to you though. Yeah, actually I met Vanajakshi Mataji in that uh, fair. Before she already knew Pavaneshwar Prabhu before. She met uh, him at the temples where he was, you know, selling books and collecting donations like that. But I met her seriously at 2018, one of the Deepavali Expos, Expo trade fairs. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, we spoke for a while actually. You say 50 minutes. Yeah, I think it was like that. So, yeah, it's good that you have now taken it, taken it up very seriously and chanting 16 rounds and doing all the things and hopefully getting ready for initiation soon. <laughs> so, Pallab Biswas is asking any way for catering for Mahaprasadam, please help. Um, oh, he's at Sunegado. I can't cook. Our company dormitory is not allowing to cook. Actually, we we don't have anything, any service like that for the dormitories at this point. I can't help. Unfortunately, we don't have that service of delivery of meals. You know, we can't do that. We have no manpower. We have no wherewithal to do that, all that. Okay, next question. Narada is Bhagwan. Okay, we have answered that. 22.136 Ayyappa is asking, what about Pitama Bhishma? He is not listed. What is in 
well i mean like that so many are not mentioned right <laughs> so many devotees right <clears throat> so bhishma dev he did his mood was chivalry what exactly he had he of course he offered nice prayers also to the lord even the vishnu sahasranama is his prayers he actually spoke that vishnu sahasranama so he also can be classified as abhivandana you know but he many things he did you know he spoke nice uh, he did nice preaching to the pandavas the bhishma parva of uh, mahabharat he spoke so much in fact and uh, his mood with the lord was in the mood of chivalry as a fighter he would like to see the lord as like that so he saw the lord like that <clears throat> so anyway he is a pure devotee he is mentioned in the 12 mahajans and prithu is not one of the 12 mahajans right but still he is uh, mentioned here so actually all the devotees are mahajans who is a mahatma who surrenders to krishna that is the definition according to 7th chapter of bhagavad gita so all of them are mahajans so just that these examples are given and another example which is ambarish maharaj who did all these nine who is also not mentioned in the mahajans he was not mentioned here also but he is the one devotee who did all nine maharaj ambarish next question by vijay sharma thanks for explaining the appearance of the ganga by the piercing of the universe by lord vamanadev sto but there is there also another explanation appearance of ganga being brought on to earth by a famous king dilipa yes so this is explained in the ninth canto of shrimad bhagavatam so it is the same ganga which came down but um to bring down to earth there was this um what is that <coughs> austerity of um, what are those king's names i forget let's go to the ninth canto i think 9 9 chapter 9th verse no 9 chapter 6th verse around there somewhere around uh, i think 9 chapter 9th verse or something like that you see uh, like amshuman dilip his son was unable to bring the ganges to this material world see actually dilip was did not be see here we will see the about ganga shukadev was some continued okay, let's go to 98 actually because there is i think it is continuing from there I think nine nine chapter is where it starts. So Shukadev Goswami continued. My dear, uh, sorry, Shukadev Goswami continued. King Amshuman, like his grandfather, performed austerities for a very long time. Nonetheless, he could not bring the Ganges to this material world, and thereafter, in due course of time, he died. Like Amshuman himself, Dilip, his son, was unable to bring the Ganges to this material world, and he also became a victim of death in due course of time. Then Dilip's son Bhagirath performed very severe austerities to bring the Ganges to this material world. Thereafter, Mother Ganges appeared before King Bhagirath and said, "I am very much satisfied with your austerities, and I am now prepared to give you benedictions as you desire." 
Bhingdas addressed by Ganga Devi, Mother Ganges, the king bowed his head before her and explained his desire. When I fall from the Mother Ganges replied, When I fall from the sky to the surface of the planet Earth, the water will certainly be very forceful. Who will sustain that force? So this is to bring the Ganga to the Earth. The piercing of the universe, the Ganga already came down. But to bring it to this Earth, these austerities were performed. Although they said material world, but Martiloka, Martiloka means this Earth is known as Martiloka actually. So from the sky, from the from the demigods, from that region, uh, who will sustain that force? In fact, not only Earth, even other planets also. If I am not sustained, I shall pierce the surface of the Earth and go down to Rasatal, the Patal area of the universe. She is so forceful, Ganga. O king, I do not wish to go down to the planet Earth, for there the people in general will bathe in my water to cleanse themselves of the reactions of their sinful deeds. When all these sinful reactions accumulate in me, how shall I become free from them? You must consider this very carefully. Then Bhagirath said, very famous, you know, very nice. Bhagirath said, those who are saintly because of devotional service and are therefore in the renounced order free from material desires and who are pure devotees, expert in following the regulated principles mentioned in the Vedas, are always glorious and pure in behavior and are able to deliver all fallen souls. When such pure devotees bathe in your water, the sinful reactions accumulated from other people will certainly be counteracted. You see, when such pure devotees bathe in your water, the sinful reactions accumulated from other people will certainly be counteracted, for such devotees always keep in the core of their hearts the Supreme Personality of Godhead who can vanquish all sinful reactions. So, the Ganga was falling from the sky. What? From where in the sky? It is not existing from, you know, coming from nowhere, from thin air. No. That piercing has already happened by, you know, Bali Maharaj, uh, sorry, by Vamanadev, sorry. And that water is coming down and she has graced the heavenly planets already, but she did not want to come to the earth because sinful people will bathe and all this, so many, and she will, her force will be too great. And then um, Lord Shiva, I think that will be mentioned here. Yeah. Like a cloth woven of threads extending for its length and breadth, this entire universe in all its latitude and longitude is situated under different potencies of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Shiva is the incarnation of the Lord and thus He represents the Super Soul in the embodied soul. He can sustain your forceful waves on His head. Then He performed austerities and satisfied Lord Shiva. Though um, Lord Shiva agreed and that how, that's how the Ganga came down. That's how the Ganga came down. <clears throat> All right, so that's um, the end of today's session. Do we have any other question? Oh, there's another question like how Vamanadeva was a Brahmachari, Parashram was a Vanaprastha? As a sannyasi, Krishna appeared as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Parashram Vanaprastha was he? I don't know. Is that so? I don't know. I've never... Maybe I missed somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He does not belong to the four Varnas at all. He's uh, beyond this. He already said that in the Bhagavad Gita. Alright, anyway, thank you very much.
वामन द्वादशी की जाए वामदेव की जाए वामनदेव महामहोत्सव की जाए इनफैक्ट टुमारो इज भक्ति विनोद ठाकुर अपियरेंस डे बट आई डोंट थिंक आई वुड बी हैविंग द टाइम टू डू अ क्लास ऑन भक्ति विनोद ठाकुर एंड इनफैक्ट इज नॉट ऑल्सो ईजी टू समराइज ऑल द पैस टाइम्स इन वन सेशन ऑफ भक्ति विनोद ठाकुर रिक्वायर अगेन सीरीज अगेन we need to do a series on the lives of vaishnava acharyas we need to do lectures on songs as well vaishnava songs is so important anyway time after some time when everything is sorted out my services then i will try to arrange all these things thank you very much anant kodi vaishnava rind ki jai shila prabhu pad ki jai bali maharaj ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna